The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. Great. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 265. Today's date is Tuesday. Hey, oh, that's right. It is November 1st of 2022. I forgot about that. We're breaking in November strong, coming in hot. If you guys noticed, we got a little rebranding with the intro, kind of do a, a new little intro, but we went back. For those of you that have been with this from day one, that music might sound familiar. That's the old Tactical Tuesday music from about four years ago. So we went ahead and went back to the old uh, song. If you guys know the name of that song, go ahead and put that out there in the side chat. It's uh it's a pretty cool song, but uh, if you can, if you know the name of that song, go ahead and put that out there in the chat. Um, we are live as always on YouTube and over on Facebook. So if you're out there in the live chat, go ahead and say something. We do not know that you're out there unless you say something. If you want to call or text in, yes, you can call or text in using this bad boy right here. Utilize a ghost tactical hotline presented by our good friends, Rod Shelley Gates at Aegis Gun Care. Visit them at AegisGunCare.com. That phone number is 530-364-4678. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness and you're looking for the light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I could probably be a pretty decent ear, maybe help you through some stuff. If you are looking to get a hold of someone that can get you some medical attention and towards some medical advice, remember two things. One, you're not alone in this fight. There are a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255 or on your cell phone, dial 988. We are spotlighting the United States Marine Corps as always. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title of the United States Marines, see the website marines.com. And as always, we're a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Go check out all your favorite pro-gun, pro-2A podcasts over at selfdefenseradio.net. Let's get this off of whoa, off of my ugly mug. And, you know, I, I wasn't very smart. You guys know me, especially you guys do. Um, I went through like half of my spiel there muted. So you got to love it. You know, I, I, I'm not smart. I understand that. I recognize that. I embrace that. But damn, sometimes it's embarrassing. We're going to say hello to our good friends out there from Gear Report, the executive vice president of food and beverage. What's up, TJ? How are you? Not much, man. I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I get I get better titles as every time I get on the show. I'm excited. Hell yeah, you do. Hell yeah, you do. Oh, you know, your headset, your headset matches your chair now. That's kind of cool. I just noticed that. All fancy. You are bougie, buddy. I am bougie. I get some lighting coming for the back over there. Oh, snap. 
I know. Better set up. I tell you what. By the way, I saw your Instagram post with a Michael Myers. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) Pretty good. Pretty good. I had a. I was sitting in a chair with a cigar and I couldn't, I was getting choked out with the mask because the smoke had nowhere to go. So I had to well, my Michael off. Myers mask is right there. And I was getting ready to put that on and the bougie uh, plate carrier to start the show. Um, I thought about we it. We need to make that happen. We need to take our Michael Myers mask and the, and the carrier to Vegas and do a, a, a picture. I think that's got to happen. Well, I'm bringing the carrier. Yeah, and how how the mask doesn't take that much of through, or hell, you could buy a Michael Myers mask in Vegas. I'm sure, I'm but, uh, I, I think that needs years. to happen. It's got some use on it. It's got some years. Uh, let's um, let's let's definitely make that happen. Let's make that happen. Faux shizzle, my nizzle. Um, the, the this guy, man, I tell you what, I, I gave him the once again. I gave him a link to like two weeks ago's show. And then I forgot he has the power of my stream yard. So it doesn't matter what link I send him anymore. He can log into my stream yard and he's here. So Your from the great state of Texas, the tactical mine. virus, I mean, uh, leprechaun. What's up, bitch? How are you doing? Yeah. yeah. In that case, you know, who is that? Uh, um, what's the Mortal Kombat? I can't think of the dude's name. Your soul is mine. More like your stream yard is mine. Your stream yard is mine. <laughs> I don't know where I got all these strikes from. Oh, snap. Uh, real quick, before we go any further, uh, G23, $40 super chat. Thank you, brother. Uh, remember, y'all, the holidays are upon us, and this is a very hard time for people to help out with the men and women who are downrange, and more importantly, who won't be the family or friends and the ones who won't make it home. Uh, I'm not going to say that. Well, I, I have to. 40 Smith and Weston. God, I hated doing that. Throw us down. So, yeah, thanks, U23. It's a great message, except for those last little message there. Um, but, no, you guys know we don't ask, nor do we encourage them. But Super Chats go to sending money uh, to sending care packages downrange. And he's right. The holiday season, it's actually been, I don't know, is this, been, is this the third year? It's been at least two years we've been doing. I mean, it's been two years. It was almost two years since we started doing this um, with the um, – it was around the Thanksgiving, the Christmas holiday of 2020, I believe, when we started doing the care package things. And, uh, man, we sent I think, a little over $2,000. So that's pretty good over a two-year nice. span. So, and yeah, I think they, they say, you know, who knows? Obviously, some are going to cost more, some are going to cost less. But the DOD says uh, that the average care package is about 15 to $17 to send. So uh, that's a lot. That's over 100 you know, hundred care pack. That's pretty awesome. So thank you yeah. guys for that. Thank you. Thank you. G 23. I will say 40 Smith. You notice he didn't say 40 Smith and West in his life. Cause then he knew that I probably wouldn't say it, but right. Uh, I I'll say this 40 Smith and West. is great to be converted to the 357. Sick about that. It's a call. There you go. Can you convert 40 Smith to 10 Clover? Is that possible or no? I don't know. You'd stretch it enough. I don't. I don't. I don't. I. I. I wasn't. I wasn't sure if I, it's a little bit bigger than the forty Smith, right? Oh yeah, it's longer. It's it's between it's between the forty and the forty five. I guess it's the ten. Now you can convert down from a forty five to a ten, couldn't you? No, uh, no, totally different no? case head. No, totally different case head. Forty five mm-hmm. is way too way too big in diameter. 
that's the case head. Yeah. yeah, 45 is the same case head as 308. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not thing. saying that you could shoot a 10 through. I'm saying you could convert maybe a 45 down to a 10. Oh, you're talking about mm -hmm. naked down, some kind of wild. Yeah, game? yeah. Oh, I, there probably already is one, but yeah, there's probably kind of cool. That'd be that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Like the ballistics on that, that'd be kind of cool. 45. Here's the thing about 45. 45 is a short, fat cartridge. And so I don't know that there's enough room there to to neck. Once you neck it down, I don't think you're going to have anything left in the link. You know what I'm saying? In the link. Yeah, like that's true. That's true. None of power. Yeah. 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 Now, if you, probably, want to run 45, if you want to run 45 suppressed and go subsonic, that could be kind of cool. Neck it down. Maybe. I mean, there's probably some wildcat out there where somebody's played around probably. with Someone it. Probably. Someone so, probably yeah. had a bunch of 45 brass and said, well, what can I do to make this 10? You know? <laughs> right. Or or even 22. Can you imagine that? 45. Oh, man. ACB, Good Lord. Down to 22. They did yeah. it with 9mm, so why not? Yeah. Let's uh, let's say hey to out there. Tactical FUD's out there. Buck, we'll see him next week, and he's going to be my roommate for the weekend and up in Tulsa. G23, we already said's up there. Uh, let's see here. Jacob's out there. What's up, Jacob? Uh, I'm sure Jacob's going to have some great questions, which is awesome. I love when Jacob shows up. He asks amazing questions. Rod's out there. hope Rod's feeling good. He's recovering okay, so it's good to see him. I wish it was Shelly, but I know it's Rod, but say hi to Shelly for us. That's, where, that's, that's all we care about is saying hi to Shelly for us. Well, Shelly's the one that nearly beat him to death where he had to recover. So I'm just, I was, hey, that's not supposed to be posted. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize. Yeah. I forgot what Come on, there. man. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's not. No, 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 no. That's not what happened. That was some. That was someone else. That's right. That was. I'm thinking else. about it. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about Todd, not Rod. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Good, good recovery. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Gary's out there. What's up, Gary? Uh, throwing out the the channel member stuff out there. So yeah, we would do want to send a quick shout out to all of our patrons and channel members. Uh, thank you for always supporting all of our projects and all that we do. We, I mean. I, I remember, I remember Clover, you and I had this discussion really early on in 27, at least it was early on for me in 2017, I had like maybe two, 300 subs. Cause I, I remember I had about 300 subs or 400 subs. Cause I remember getting in a shot show with like three or 400 subs and I was pumped right. and we had the discussion on like. I think it was G. It was probably it probably was G. Knowing him, pushing us to you know start expanding and all that. And we, I remember us having the, the conversation on like, are we stupid? Like, like when should we start doing a Patreon? Like, no one even knows like us yet. And 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 G was like, do it now because even like you know, do it now so when you do grow, you don't have to worry about it. it's already there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I remember we did Patreon and like it took me like a month or two for to get. But when I got my first one, I was like, oh. Holy cow! Like someone spending a dollar a month, it was it was like awesome. I was like, wow! I just it, it makes you feel good. Someone like is doing that. So I mean, thank you guys, uh, and, and a lot of you guys have been with me from day one, uh, and that's amazing. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, G twenty three. I was gonna say G twenty three out there throwing down some big money earlier. Um, yeah. 
yeah. the little thing that we're going to announce tomorrow mm. that that Patreon and channel members mm. should already know about. They should already kind of know uh, what's going on. So mm-hmm. I can say this. And you've already I, had an opportunity to get involved so, if you want well, to. Here's the thing. I haven't talked to you yet about this, but G23 mm-hmm. is in already. Wes mm. is in already. And nice. Ozzy Bark is in already. Bark, so. bark, bark. So, yeah, um, if you are a Patreon or a channel member of either myself or Clover, go check out the Patreon feed and go check out our community tabs. Um, we will talk a little bit about this right now. Uh, we're not going to go into it, but tomorrow, is it 7, seven our time, 7 Central? Is that right? Tomorrow night? Yeah, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Yeah. Okay. So t- tomorrow night at 7 Central, over on Clover Tax Channel, we're having a Ghost and Clover podcast. And it's going to be every second matters. So, obviously, we'll be talking that stuff. We'll probably talk a little bit about Wanamaker, probably go into a little bit about Shot. But the big one is we have a really, really big announcement um, coming tomorrow night. TJ already knows what it is. He's a channel. I'm assuming he's already, he might have already looked at it. Uh, being a channel member, it's on my community tab. Um. But I don't know if you've already seen it or not, but um, oh, my bad. Yeah. Um, if you are out there, it, it's pretty awesome. It's 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 pretty awesome. It's it's huge. It's huge announcement tomorrow night. So go check that out uh, tomorrow night at seven central on Clover's channel. We're doing it's part of the Clover Tech podcast series, but uh, we're doing a ghost. It's been a while since we've done a it's ghost. Been a long time since you guys had a ghost in Clover. Like we do a lot of these or just Clover and I doing these, but it's an armed citizen. We have topics. The ghost and Clover is just basically a free for all. Like usually we have nothing except for like, <laughs> just shoot the shit. It's like every it's <laughs> I came in last week. I know I'll be in this week. Cause I got a review actually out you there. Do. I know. Um, I think it surprised me if I sent that into uh, edit. <laughs> Real quick, uh, Big Al says, can I pay a year at a time as a Patreon? Um, So, yeah, I do believe Patreon offers that option now. So, yeah. They do. They they, 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 they used to not. Um, We've been on there a long time. They were not around long before we got on. Yeah, I think they. Yeah, Um, exactly. There's a lot of things that we're we're actually grandfathered in on some cheaper cuts yeah. and a lot of different things but um but yeah that's a more, a more recent addition yeah. um is yearly payment in the last yeah. few months as a matter of fact it's yeah. been since the beginning of this year uh big al once again he says i wish i'd go do the walk at wanamakers i just don't have the wind for it love the show hub around uh, maybe hub around i may go anyway and just take my time yeah i mean here's the thing rascal um just come on and hang yeah. out. You don't have to go and see the whole show. We've like, got a table. You've been there before. We have a table. We'll have a couple chairs. If you need a break, that's what that table's for. We don't sell anything there. We're, we're, we, you know, we don't. It's there just to be a, an HQ for us. So um, come over there. We eat, we eat my cheesesteak. Damn straight. That's where I eat my cheesesteak. That's all I care about is I just got to have a chair for my cheesesteak. Um, but no, we got a chair. You can come and hang out and, and, and use that table and chair um, whenever you want. So if you're good, if you have an opportunity to go to Wanamaker, go. Absolutely go. Uh, CNT's out there. I think I said Pickles out there. Calaveras is out there. 
Uh, Marcus is out there. Yo, what's up, guys? What's up, Marcus? Uh, CNT says 45 is like me, short, fat, slow, but it gets the job done. There you go, buddy. Yep. There you go. Um, Buck says, I won the early bird chat Sunday. We can talk about that on the way to Tulsa. Yeah, when I saw that when, when Buck won, I was like, good Lord, I'm going to spend four hours with Buck. And all he's going to do is talk about winning the early bird giveaway. So, um, no, I'm looking forward to riding and hanging out. You know, Buck, Buck to be a lot happier this year than he was in years past because uh, I have my CPAP now. And he's not going to have to worry about the the loudness that can come out of me when I sleep. Um, my buddy, my favorite weirdo out there. Keep fighting as usual. $9 super chat. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Uh, let me get back up here. G says 10 thumbs. Oh, good show. G, you've got a link, man. Like, you always have a link. You're more than welcome to join in. He's making always welcome. I know he is. I know he is. Uh, Big Al says too embarrassing to do that and get it. You're not going to be anyone's way. Trust me. That's what we use it for. So go take a break. And, and, and we, we have a table for three reasons, four reasons. One, take my Philly cheesesteak. That's probably the priority. One is to have everyone a place where they can eat their cheesesteak. Uh, priority two is having a place that we can, like a lot of us will bring like patches and stickers and swag and and all of that and we'll have the tablecloth and we still have the gun channels tablecloth i mean i know gun channels but gun channels will always be a part of our crew uh but that gives us a chance to talk about a lot of different things uh three it's a place to the to, to hq it to where we always have a place where everyone can kind of hey we need to get a group picture or hey there's something we all need to talk about meet back the table and we have a centralized location uh more importantly for it's to take a break like it's it's for us to all just kind of take a break and sit down for a few minutes and all of that um so yes now jacob says first of all i will say on the topic of running a suppressor for competition i have never used one i don't know the experience of a suppressor if you have a suppressor that you are comfortable with uh, then go ahead and use it, I say. If you get better groupings with a suppressor, kudos. If the suppressor changes the groupings for worse, don't use it. If you have not gotten a suppressor, that's on you. So there you go. Um, we have a lot of stuff to dissect here uh, with when we talk about suppressors, and it's not just for competition. Uh, that's one of the things that I'm thinking about for my personal thing. But running a suppressor, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, Big L says, I want to go so bad. My first year in the hospital was the first year I missed. Well, um, G23 says Clover has a channel. That's the rumor. Now, he keeps he keeps saying he has a channel. I have yet to see proof of this channel. TJ, have you seen? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're going to find out tomorrow. Like it was there last night. After that, that, was a, that, that, that was a different one. That was a different one. He's still like, yeah, that, that, that was that was his adult channel. Oh, That's you don't talk all, about that channel. That, the, so the Clover OnlyFans is the, the Clover one. Lounge is what we're calling it. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because Clover used to have a podcast called The Lounge, and uh, I always thought I always thought. He's back there smoking his pipe, a little glass of sherry. Like, hey, what's up? 
Big Al says, so I can do the donation now for 20 bu- 24 bucks and be a patron. If you go to, I tell you what, if you go to Patreon, I'm going to put, I, I don't I don't do this. I don't like doing this. But if you're asking, then I will do it. I'm going to put the link out there for Patreon. And there should be a button that says become a patron and all that. And it will walk through uh, the different levels that you have to choose. And it will give you payment options and all that. Do You don't have to, Big Al. Feel, you know, I'm not saying you have to do it. But if yeah. you're interested in it, it's there for you. Thank I don't know you. if there's any requirements or not. I know that that a lot of people have it available. I don't. I haven't. I I haven't. I haven't signed on to any. I haven't joined anybody's Patreon lately, so I don't have any experience with it. I, I've joined a couple lately, but um, I always do like the monthly things. That kind of yeah, it's easier know. for me as a creator because it kind of it does the the transfer between money going out and money coming in on Patreon for you kind of. So, um, but yeah, at I, I, but at 24 what? bucks, may wait till tomorrow. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> if you've only got 24 bucks to spend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Marcus says, I'm a, just a spectator on this topic. My state will not allow suppressors. Sucks to be me. Can't wait to, to move uh, to a free state. This is true. Mario's out there. What's up, Mario? Uh, let's see here. Misty Mrs. Wayne says hello. I believe she won a giveaway last night as well. Did she not? She on like did. the third try? On the third she try? I like know. Freaking Gort, man. So I never so, seen anything like that before. So we spun and Gort won. And it's like, I told everybody, you got to be present to win. Got to be present to win. And spun it. Gort won. We hung around, I, I, I set a timer, the timer expired, we spun again, and Gort's name come up again for a second time. Sure did. So he had extra time, and I guess he had bailed. I mean, I, hopefully he didn't have to go to the bathroom or something, but uh, it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, so she was the winner of the Ren and Stimpy figures, um, which was really awesome because she said growing up, her parents wouldn't let her watch Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. yeah exactly. Put a comment says we need to make sure that her parents are okay with her winning these figurines. Right, you know? right, right. Now, Big L says I still don't see it on the page. What am I doing wrong? So here's the thing, Big Al. Have you ever have you signed up for Patreon? Like you have to create an account. Um, that might be one of the reasons. So you're logged in, it may not give you uh, access to do all that. So you might have to just create, it's free to create an account on Patreon. Um, yeah, let's see here. All right, let's get through mandatory. Carry hates cheesesteak. Man, really? man, just knew something, was, knew something was wrong with that dude. No <laughs> kidding. <laughs> no, it's confirmed. You guys can, Hey, people. I used to be like that. No, so let me back up. I didn't maker. hate. I didn't I've hate. Always liked cheese steaks. I don't know that I hate. Always hated cheesecake. I don't know that that was the thing. It's just I just never was like it. was like eh, it's okay. Eh, I never really thought about it. And then I tried one there, and oh my god. Mm. Uh, he's mandatory. Carry says, "Wait, goes. Would you consider adding an educational display to your not booth?" I ask because I have an idea. Yeah, like I remember, was it was a few years ago. We had maybe golly. 
10, 15 of us, and we all got a house together. And that year we did water pistols and did um, for which, which was, which, uh, which one did we put out there? It was one of the youth um, safety. Oh, it was Eddie Eagle. We did the Eddie Eagle. Eddie, Eddie Eagle. I can't remember which Eddie one it was. Eagle. Okay, so Eddie Eagle. And we did, you know, stuff that attached to the water guns and all that. And we were giving water guns out to the kids and, and, um, and all of that. So, yeah, we're definitely not above putting out educational flyers and pamphlets and all of that. Uh, I'll be bringing my WTTA flyers to put on that table. Um, and Clover, you know, we all have sort of things that we're working with. I'll be we, bringing some uh, recon and sniper flyers to put on the table, stuff like that. So we, we, we can't, we, we, yeah, we, it's, it's our table to do what we want to. We just can't sell anything because we're there as media. We're not, uh, we're not, doing it it's not quite right? that, not quite that simple. We can do what we want to, but I, I hear you. What I'm saying is, is they're not going to have a problem with putting flyers out. We have to be careful um, with political. There's a lot of different. But we're not being we political. Be, yeah. We have yeah. to be careful with but Yeah. Yeah. We're talking Walk the Talk America, Eddie Eagle, stuff like that, I, I would imagine. And I don't suspect that they're going to go around and, and be looking at everything anyways. But, yes, that is an, a possibility. So if you have an idea, go ahead and email me and I'll bring it up to the crew and see what happens. Uh, Mario says suppressor for competition. Why? What type of competition? Um, so we're, we're going to get into the suppressor talk here in a second, but for me, it would be for sniper competitions, long range competitions. Um, so real quick, big Al, he just said, screw it. No way to do that yearly. So I'll just make a donation. That's perfect. Um, I appreciate that. Um, I wish there was a way that you had access to, all of the stuff that comes with being a channel member or a patron. Um, you know, I tell you what, I could probably refund this to you. If there is a way, if you want to be a channel member on YouTube, um, there should be below your screen. Something that says like join, and you may be able to join on a yearly basis as a channel member. And if you do, then I can, you know, I will cancel that $24 or whatever. Let me know, Big Al. Because the reason why I'm saying that is if you're a channel member or a patron, you get sneak peeks and early access and different things that come with that. Not just giving the money is great. I appreciate that. But I would love for you to have something to get out of it as well. And being a, a channel member or a patron, you get early access to a lot of different stuff. So there you go. Um, let's see here. Yeah, YouTube. I don't think YouTube offers a yearly. They they always. I don't think they do, but I, but I don't know. So I said maybe he can, he can look at it. You know. Yeah, uh, Ron Wang's out there. Um, uh, well, I appreciate. It. He says no, it won't do it, but uh, it's okay. I, I appreciate you, big gal. Thank you very much. Uh, email me, bro. Email me. My email is going to be down here. Just send it to uh, ghosttactical at yahoo.com. Email me. Send me your address. I'll send you some, some, maybe some cool stuff. How about that? Is a thank you. I can do that for you. How about that? Uh, anyways, um, all right. Before we get into the suppressor talk, as you guys know, every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday at 10 a.m. on our YouTube community tab, we put our on our ghost tactical polls. We like to have a little fun with them and all of that. Um, 
I'm going to have to share my screen for this first one because it's a picture poll that you actually need to kind of see um, the picture. So, everybody just pick them up. Do this. So, our first one has 1.2. Whoops. Hello. 1.2 thousand votes. And it says, of these, what is the best costume? So, we had French Kiss. I don't know if you guys can see that okay or not. Um, Basically, it's mimes dressed it's up like Kiss. Kiss with mimes. It's mimes with the face painted like Kiss. But I think it's pretty French Kiss. I think it's pretty cool. Then you have Chef Vader. Grayscale, which I thought was cool. Everything's gray. They, they paint the gray and white. And then Green Army Man. I mean, yeah. Green Army Man, yeah. So, obviously, you can see the results. Green Army Man wins by a landslide. That is a badass costume. I don't know how I'm they do that. Like, I don't know either, I've, but it's I've pretty seen cool. Those, I've seen those before. People do yeah. that, and I, I don't get it. I don't know how they do it it's, that well. It's awesome. Um, but, yeah, that one wins in a landslide. French Kiss and Chef Vader tie at 14%. Grayscale at 10 Would What would you guys, of those four, would you guys have chosen... I, I I chose Green Army Man. I, I know one hundred percent would have been Green yeah, Army Man. I think I think Grayscale probably would have been my next pick simply because that that's just so hard to pull off. Like it is. They had never seen anyone do Grayscale. You know, yeah. I never seen anyone do that. It was great. It's, I was like, it's a lot oh, like the cool. Army Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. You really have to pay attention to your colors and your shades, and it all has to match and. And yep. it's a little more, I mean, doing a mime that's Kiss or Darth Vader costume, it's like yeah. know, a lot of that you can phone in, you know? Yep. Yep. Uh, our second came out yesterday. It's got 1.6 thousand votes. Um, of these, what's the worst candy for Halloween? So put yourself in the mindset of your 10-year-old self. And remember what was the worst candy you got back in the day. Your choices are candy corn, Tootsie Rolls, Almond Joy, or black licorice. TJ? Not even a choice. You didn't have to put anything up there. Candy corn. Hate candy corn. I do, too. I do, too. Uh, And I hate black licorice, but I will eat black licorice just because it tastes like Jägermeister more than candy corn. And see, I'm not. A, I, I, I honestly would eat what? the candy corn before I'd eat the black licorice. No, I hate candy corn. I'd eat both of those before I ate the almond joy, though. I cannot stand coconut. Here's the thing: I love the smell of coconut, but I can't stand the taste of coconut. No, Smeggy says, "Why so much candy corn hate?" I like it. I agree. Well, with the snowman would like it. I agree with Maggie. Uh, What's not to like about sugary wax? Come on. Because they came out with this thing called gummy bears and gummy fair. (laughs) It's way better than sugary wax. Yeah. It's just sugar. Did you get my candy corn pick? I did not. You know, send it again. Candy corn makes really good ear pro, too, by the way. I've heard that. And it tastes the same even after it's been in your ear. So, you know, I'm going to say, like, cool, you, if you eat it, then you wouldn't know that it was in your ear. It's just right. taste whatever. I mean, yeah. It might improve the taste, as a matter of fact. Tootsie Rolls could play decent ear pro if you wanted to. Good. Good potential. Yeah. yeah. Custom mold. I'm a fan. Of, I like Tootsie Rolls. 
Um, the reason why I came up with those, I didn't come up with those four, by the way. That was on a on, on a thing that I saw that someone did a national like survey, and those were the top four hated. Yeah, candies. I, hate, I hate every one of them. Um, but out of out of all that, yeah. the candy corn is top of the list. I don't even have it in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Clover, what about you? Would you would you say black licorice? Did you I like said, candy corn? Or? Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm enjoy. I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, and okay, uh, almond joy. Okay, I'm okay, okay with that. I like candy corn. I don't know what the, what was the other choice. Tootsie rolls or black licorice? Oh, yeah, Tootsie rolls. That Tootsie roll didn't even deserve to be on the list. But anyway, I so agree. I black, love Tootsie black rolls. But... Ugh, black licorice. And see, here's the thing: there was no context in the survey, so I don't know if these were the four most hated by kids Probably. because so... of taste, or because they always get Tootsie rolls. Or because their parents steal their so, Tootsie Rolls from them, or what? I don't know. So here's the thing. So a, a few days before you released this poll, I actually watched a video came across my feed, and it was on. Uh, it was like worst three candies in history, or some worst three candies in their history, or something. And it was black okay. licorice, candy corn, down. candy corn, and mm-hmm. what was the third one? Dang it. Oh, circus peanuts. Oh, most hated candies throughout history and why they still exist. And the guy broke down the history. It was pretty cool. It was, I forgot why do the they channel, still exist? but he does history stuff. Basically, it's just nostalgia. You know, they're, it, the, its population is actually split, he said, from most of the surveys and stuff done, like 50 50 on each one of them, right? None of them are overwhelming winners or anything. But yeah. because there's a little bit of, of demand for them, like nostalgia, just keeping them around. Like people want them around because of the hate. So they keep them around because some people like them and the rest of the people hate them. So they kind of keep them around. Yeah, so they keep all the talk going. Right. Yeah. But I tell you what I found, what I found interesting on the candy corn was he talked about the history of candy corn. And I always assume it was a Thanksgiving, like Halloween thing. Right. And it's because of the corn, candy corn, candy corn had nothing to do with that when it was first created, like nothing to do with Halloween. It was, it wasn't until like the sixties or something that candy corn became like synonymous with like Halloween and fall and that sort of thing. It was actually a summer candy, believe it or not. Yeah. I remember the top three favorite candies in that same survey, two of them. I get a hundred percent. The third one, I like them, but I don't see kids. The number one will surprise you. Number two was M and M's. Yeah, right. Number three was Skittles. Yeah, okay. M and M's and Skittles. I'm just saying that those yeah. are been those are those are mainstays. According to the survey, by kids. Their favorite candy to get for Halloween was Butterfinger. Now, I love oh. Butterfinger, but that surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, I, I was really surprised about that. I can see it. Yeah, I can see it, too. I like Butterfingers. Yeah. Our last poll kind of comes off the heels of last week. Uh, came out Saturday, 1.2 thousand votes. Do you reload? Yes. No. Not yet, but going to start. I'm in the no, but going to start. 
Um, yep, that's yep, where yep, I'm at. I'm the same and bro. Clover, Clover is a yes and a no. Used to, but really not much anymore. Well, I can at any given moment. So I that's what I'm saying. But you haven't in a while. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have loaded some stuff, but yeah, I mean, a few dozen rounds in the last six months, eight months, ten months, a year. I don't even know. You know, would you yeah. call that loading? I don't know. Calico Jack, don't lay a finger on my butterfinger. The two best ones were don't put don't lay a finger on my butterfinger and let go of my ego. Let go of my ego, one of the greatest commercial lines in the history. So Saturday I went down and spent some time with my daughter. We went to a concert that night. We went to go see Gin Blossoms and all of that. I had a great time, but we went to the grocery store to get some stuff for like a Rotel cheese dip and all that for the football game and all that. Good stuff. And we were talking. Oh yeah, and we were talking about different things. And um, oh my god, my mind just went blank. I have no idea where I'm going with this. It happens from time to time. Byproduct of the cheese, cheese product. Byproduct, byproduct of a lot of stuff in my <laughs> life. Uh, oh my god, where am I going with this? This is painful. No, no I, neither do I. Just made for, just made for real kittens. It's great. Uh, Lego, my ego. That was where I kind of was started from. The concert, making some cheese. Went down, yeah, watched the gin blossoms. Yeah, but I don't remember where I was going with it. I don't. It'll come back. It'll come back. Do with, I think. Had something Lord. to do with slogans or something. I'm it guessing. had something to do with food because we were at the grocery store. That's where I was going with this. I think but. Frank's uh, Frank's Frank's hot sauce, the best one ever. The old lady, I put this shit on everything. Oh, that's where oh, I went. Wow. That's where I was going with it. That's where I was going with it, is this. So we were talking about something, and we were gonna get some ground beef. And I said, Oh, where's the beef? She had no and idea. She looked at me like she's like, What? And I was like, Where's the beef? And she's like, You're so weird. I'm like, you I said, Oh my god. I said, I, I get you when I figured everyone like has known that. She's like, what are you talking about? I said, it used to be the Burger King slogan back in the 80s. Where's the beef? And she's like, you're so weird, Dad. And I was like, it was a huge thing. <laughs> like, I said, she had never heard of it. There were t-shirts. I said, <clears throat> I said yo quiero Taco Bell the other yo day. And somebody, and somebody looked at me like I was crazy. And I'm like. Yeah, younger generation, they have no idea. You don't, you don't remember the little dog? that They actually had little bobblehead dogs you could put on your dash back in the day. So she's 25. So she's too young to remember even classics like the Budweiser Frogs. Like she doesn't remember the Budweiser Frogs. She doesn't remember. She's too young. She has never seen the Bud Light Bowl on the Super Bowl. They used to have the the Bud Light versus uh, Budweiser, the Bud Bowl. She's never seen. It's just like man, like she's missed so out. They changed, so they changed the marketing since then. I know, but it's like those are classics. But oh, she looked at me. I said, "I said, where's the beef?" And she was like, "You're so weird." And I'm like, "Okay, Killian, we still say that around the house. Like we put that shit on everything." Exactly. We have the giant Jesus, our grandparents would be ashamed of all this candy hate. Spoiled generations can be identified by the number of candy snobs. Um, Never. He says, "I only hate some of the the most vile flavor candy, but overall, I'm pro candy. I'm very pro candy." Candy. Uh, I'm not a big chocolate guy. I I I I don't like a lot of chocolate in my life. 
Um, the most yeah. beautiful thing about Halloween when you get older is the is either the dad tax or the granddad tax. I granddad taxed my grandbabies yesterday, and it was wonderful. I'm like, that what do you have? What do you have in there? Let's look at this. You know, we we handed out candy, and the good thing about our buzz, I buy what I'm going to eat. Yep. So yeah. no, there's yeah, no candy yeah. corn. There's no almond joy. There's no black licorice. It's all the stuff I want to eat when I don't hand it all out. Cause I'm like, eh, you only need a piece. Crystal's giving yeah, them handfuls. Of, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> let's be, Hey, let's be a little stingier here. Yeah, say something for me. <laughs> Our, the idea, the idea is to have stuff left over here. Okay. Yeah, two bags. One uh, of the kids for me. Jacob says, I'd love to get into reloading. However, I want someone to teach me how to do it properly. Not through some random Joe Schmoes YouTube videos. Man, there's agree. a lot of there's a lot of good online resources and mm -hmm. channels. Don't don't fall into that trap. Yeah. Oh, what you talking about, Willis? Great right. line. Great line. Um, one of the best. I don't know if you guys used to watch it, and, and I watch it every now and then, certain episodes. Um, but Fresh Prince of Bel Air was a great show back in the day. Oh, uh, I used to laugh my ass off, but I saw uh, um. Came across and I saw an episode not too long ago, and it was with I can't remember his name in real life, but it was George Jefferson, the guy that played George Jefferson, Sherman Helmsley. He was Sherman Helmsley, yes. So he was on Fresh Prince, and he was just being a the obnoxious George yeah, Jefferson he was type the, guy. He was the judge that, that was uh, yes. the dad was trying to was goes up, up against, against and all that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they had him over to the house and all of that, and it was hilarious. And then, uh, what was the what was the butler's name? Um, was it Jeffrey? It was Jeffrey. Yeah, it was Jeffrey. Yeah. And Jeffrey walks in. Sherman <laughs> Helmsley goes, "Benson, I didn't know you were real." <laughs> Benson reference brings me back to when I was yeah. like four or five. My dad used to watch Benson, and he's like, "Benson, I, you're, I didn't know you were real." It was hilarious. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> One of the one of the cool oh, things. Oh, Spuds McKenzie. Oh, I'll tell you another yeah. one. Oh, um, yeah. Spuds McKenzie. Um, you had the grapes. Um, it was uh, what was the the Coca Cola one? Uh, head um, Max Headroom Max or whatever. Headroom. Headroom. <laughs> Do you remember the old swatch watches? Oh man, Max Headroom had some was cool a TV shit show. Back I don't know it was a TV show. I just knew they Bad. did it on for Coke for Coke. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Jacob oh, says, "What? How could you not like chocolate unless you're allergic to it? I I like chocolate cakes. I like brownies and all that. I do not like like chocolate bars and all that. I have to be in the mood for like a Hershey's or a Nestle Crunch. Uh, I have to be in the really big mood for it. But uh, no, I eat me some chocolate cake and brownies all day long. I find um, it interesting when you talk about old TV shows. You go yeah. back and you look at Family Ties, right? Like oh uh, yeah, like Great. Your Dad. What is his name? I can't even think." But anyway, in real late, life, late, yeah, can't think of uh, Mike, uh, Mike, um, oh, he's on dang it. not, not Mike, Gore, um, Michael, he's Googling Michael, it. Michael, yeah, Help me out there. family ties cast. Ah, I cannot not think about that. Uh, Michael Gross, Michael Gross, Gross. That's Michael Gore was Michael Gross, Gross. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, later becomes Bateman back then was smoking hot, by the way. Later becomes, uh, uh, you know, tremors. Right. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bert, Bert right. Gummer. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. it's kind of interesting when you're like, 
because Burt Gummer on Tremors is like iconic. Right? Oh yeah, he's oh, iconic. Yeah. And it's like, how do you go from the quintessential family dad to Burt Gummer in twenty years? You know, it's like in yeah. Hollywood, in Hollywood, weird, and so, and arguably a lot more memorable as Burt Gummer, which is oh yeah, interesting. He's had like five Tremors movies. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Great. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone's going to say they had great ones. I think the 80s, I mean, the 80s was just, they had some great classic stuff back then. It was so good. So good. Oh, the good old All right. Days. The good old days. My yeah. teenage years. Music was good. Like, I'm sorry, but today's music, like the vast majority of it, I can't listen to it. I just can't do it. I do. There's some that are good, but huh? Ska music. I'm selective. I can listen to that all day. Look, I can listen to. Well, I'm a huge reggae ska fan. I like punk, but I like old punk. And what they're calling about today, they call punk is not punk. I'm it's sorry. Like you gotta get into like the only band that is could be considered punk today would be Green Day, but that was like '90s Green Day. Like I'm talking about punk. I'm talking like Ramones. I'm talking about the Sex Pistols. I'm talking like, I mean, early Blondie. Like before they went commercial. Like that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Um, but yeah. Anyways, um, all right. So let's get into the discussion of the topic. Um, we did good. We. It, we usually get hit about the hour mark. We're, we're 15 minutes early. So, I mean, you know, that just means we're going to have to go 15 minutes more on this discussion to make up for it. Oh, I'm um, sure sidetrack somewhere. Mandatory carry. Don't you, Hey, you're getting dangerously close to crossing a line here. He said, scars. What happens when white boys smoke pot and think they can play reggae? Did Kennedy's did Kennedy's sir are, are good. Great ska band. Great ska band. Um, Anyways, yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Woo! I'm having having me a day, folks. Um, yeah, suppressors, and this is where I've 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 been contemplating getting a suppressor for the last week or so. Um, I've had some discussions with TJ and Clover and. Uh, some guys from my my uh, team RSF guys that have our team captains like legit like a top shooter in the country and and I asked him and and because around here now I'm talking for competition for me we're gonna get into a whole bunch of things of why suppressors are great and I think they're still good for competition but here's my thought process around here ninety five percent of the guys around here shoot muzzle brakes and i've got a great muzzle brake that i love on my rifle um you can see it it's an area 419 muzzle brake it's great love it supposedly out west like utah wyoming's the montana's the colorado's the mexico's where maybe the air is lighter i don't know why maybe just because it's a way of life more out uh, seriously i don't know um but a lot of the guys that shoot the long range competition go suppressed instead of muzzle brakes so I was talking with some guys, and, and, and one of the guys from Team Morris said, look, like of the top 20 that finished this year at Nationals, like half of them use brakes and half of them use suppressors. 
I was like, well, that fucking helps. Like, thanks, you know. Um, but I think what it comes down to, and, and, and Jacob was kind of right, it depends on what you grew up with. It depends on what you like. Um, the elevation, the light air, maybe out west, the suppressors do help in certain aspects, and they do if you're closer to sea level. Um, like, we're about 500 feet here where I am. Um, but it's not a mile, you know, like they are in Colorado, Wyoming, and all of that. Um, so there's a lot to be said, but there's also a lot of people out there that might be thinking about getting into the suppressor game just in general. Um, and I shot a bunch of them, but I've never owned one. And I think TJ, you're in the same boat as I am. Now Clover has owned suppressors and does own suppressors and all of that. Um, aside from the obvious of, um, cutting down maybe on having to wear ear protection um, or the noise at a range or the noise in, in, in the tree or wherever you are hunting or whatever, the noise factor, there are a lot of other factors to support using a suppressor, not just from the, the, the sound variable um, Clover. If you had to kind of give your three reasons why you think suppressors are something that people should look at. Like, do you have, I mean, do you have a list or, or like, what are the main reasons why suppress, like you like suppressors? You've got several of them. Oh, I'm snobby when it comes to suppressors, but yeah, I'm, I want the Hollywood quiet. Like this, I don't like it's pointless if you can't get it as quiet as humanly possible, but yeah. What was your question? What exactly. do I like about them? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm telling you, the motherfucker you doesn't ghosted, miss anybody. You ghosted me, dude. All he you does like, is worry about said, him and making oh, himself look good. Oh, I'm a snob. I want to he tell you, he, mute, he muted you for the past minute, ghost. I guarantee you he did. Yeah, problem, I guarantee problem. you. He doesn't care. Oh, it's just well, you he asked me like what I say. No, did I didn't. Did you ask me a question? I don't think you even asked me I asked you a very plain question. I didn't there ask you six no questions. no question mark. I got close captions. Monkey. The question was: Is what are your few reasons why you think the suppressors are legitimate? Like, why should people get into suppressor game? Mm. See, he wasn't listening. He was not listening. Nope. Why should you get into? Because you want to, I guess. I, that's like asking why should you get into firearms, man? Like, you're gonna have different reasons. Maybe you okay. want. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll ask this. I'll ask this. I'll ask this in an East Texas plain, simple oh, way that maybe God. even you could. What are some of the benefits for using suppressors? How about that? Recoil reduction. Uh, obviously, sound reduction. Um, I don't know. That's the that's the big two. Anyway. You guys, you got to put it in there. Looks cool as hell. Tactical. Uh, totally depends on what suppressor you've got on what rifle. Because a True. big honking True. suppressor on the end of a thin barrel hunting rifle don't look that good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I hear you. At that point, it's function over form all the way. Yeah. There's a lot um, of misconceptions out there in the chat. By the way, are. I'm seeing with with suppressors. That's got to talk about. Yes, some of that. we do. Yes, we do. Uh, so let's go ahead and start. Um, up here. Let's see if I can find the first one. Mario's got the correct answer, by the way, down there of of why somebody should own a suppressor. It's obvious. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I scrolled I, up. I defer. Here, I'll do it. I defer to Mario. Here you go. 
Oh, absolutely. You can cook bacon on a suppressor. That's the main reason. That's 100%. It. Yeah, he it is it, it is one of those things that you can take with you and be able to cook on. You could probably cook eggs on there if if you if you're careful. If you were careful. You cook sausage. You were careful. Definitely cook sausage, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thin steak. You can cook it's it's a cooking yeah. utensil. You can use yeah. everything. Flat anything that's flat that'll stick to it. Well, if you had several lined up, right? Yeah. Line you up several side by side, and then it's like it works like a griddle, man. It's like yeah, it would put the sear marks and everything. Yeah. Think man. about it. Be beautiful. Like a griddle's cheaper than all the ammo you'd have to fire to heat those things up. Let's see here. Um <laughs> two live moves. Oh god. I like That's I like the one I have. I bought the the one I bought was, like that. Yeah, the one I bought for uh I've got I've got a nine mil for crystal on the uh AR nine we built. And she likes it because there's I mean it there's no kick at all with that thing. Oh yeah, it cuts it cuts she recoil by I love shooting this thing. Yeah, here's half. here's a ton yeah, of ammo. Crazy. Great. You mean to pick them out? Big Al says, if you uh, zero at distance with a suppressor, you need to keep it on for a zero. Depends Um, on the the suppressor. Mm -hmm. There's so Mm -hmm. many variables when it comes to that stuff. There are suppressors, both screw-on and um, with, uh, what am I thinking? Quick detach. Uh, Both that that guarantee guarantee accuracy. Your zero will be your zero. It will not change. I will say something also is I'm just going to, this is a real quick side note when it comes to zero, you know, here's the thing people forget. Also, if you're using, let's say in a five, five, six AR and you zero your optic with a 55 grain, you know, bullet, and then you start shooting other stuff. Like it may not make a whole lot of a difference, but it's going to be different. Like, you have to remember it, it, where, here's another thing also yeah. a Winchester 55 grain and a Remington 55 grain may be a little bit different. So, I mean, it, everything's going to be different when you use a zero zero. Is not necessarily, you know, I, th- I think people took this is for me, unless you're doing ultra precision stuff. I think people put way too much into being a perfect zero. There's no such thing as a perfect zero. That's why I run a 36-yard zero and everything because I'm not looking to be in the same hole precise. I want I know that a 300-yard a 36-yard zero from zero out to 300 yards, if I aim right here, that's going to impact 6 inches radius. That's all I need. That's yeah. all I need. I'm not. I'm not looking for precision. Precision. And and you can. I know this because I own them. You can have a form one can you built yourself. That mm-hmm. your point of impact shift is negligible at best. I mean, it's absolutely right. hunting accurate. At, sure. You know, um, the difference if you're using the yeah. same ammo. Yeah. Now, this is just for fun. G says, Nancy Pelosi told me that suppressors make guns full auto. It makes it so you don't need to reload. It's video game stuff right there. It certainly increases back pressure and all. (laughs) I tell you what, on the new new modern warfare, it really affects the bullet velocity and the impact. It it, it probably takes down the damage, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I have to shoot guys twice now in Modern Warfare. Exactly. So back the I mean, lever action 4570. I'm like, oh, that's one shot. Suppressor? Yeah. Oh, no. Gotta get, oh, got to get him again. I'm like, oh, killing me. Yeah. So somewhere out there, there was so, a... Video games. Where's the data? This one can't stop the sound barrier snap yeah. of the suppressor. Um, you can't stop the sound barrier snap if you're shooting supersonic, but mm -hmm. if you're a snob like me, then you go subsonic and Subsonics. you don't have that to worry about. Yep. Yep. Now it does reduce the signature. Um, and it does reduce the snap. It does reduce all of that, but yeah. Um, and and here's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Dust and debris. Absolutely. Um, For me, like I said, if I was to go to a can and for competition, you know, and Clover and I had a great talk over the weekend. Um, I think it was over the weekend. I don't remember. Um, about, for me, it has to give me a distinct advantage over my break. And I've got a buddy of mine that runs um, a can on one of his, that he shoots out west. And he doesn't run a can here, so I might, I might have him bring his suppressor and let me shoot like ten shots with my break, ten shots with the suppressor, and let's just see. Um, because he, here's the thing, and this is what I was telling Clover, and I might be way off base here, but for me, in a competition, I'm not caring much about uh, the sound. I, I, don't, I don't care. Um, if it's going to make it more accurate, if it's going to make it more stable, if it's going to. So here's the thing with the way that I got my, my muzzle brake right now set up, tracking the projectile through my scope is pretty easy. I can see it. I can track very well. I don't know if I'll be able to track as well with a suppressor. I, I very well could. I don't know. Um, but right now, I don't see, for me, a huge benefit to go suppressor in a long-range game. Um, now, that's just a specific thing. Now, if I'm going to talk about suppressor going for CQB, I'll, I'll tell you what I'd love to do is I'd love to get like a 9-millimeter can and run like a PCC for CQB. That would be, that'd be badass. Um, but for me... Unless there is an absolute something that I'm missing out there, and you guys tell me if I am, um, I don't see a benefit right now for me to run a suppressor over my break on, on my long-range rifle. Maybe I'm missing the boat here. What do you guys think? TJ, Clover, um, as far as running a can for competition-wise, do you guys have any thoughts on that? I mean, I, that's it's one of those. You know, how many different cans are made? Each one's made different. Each one's going to have a different effect. One might one might work. It might not. But if it, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it right now. I mean, how much better, how much tighter of a group can you get? And see, here's the thing. I'm not worried about a tight group. Like, right. honestly, God, the, you just the, steel, right? the TRS game, I, I'm looking at steel. Right. You know, let, let's see if, 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 if I'm at least a, a one MO way, you're then I'm probably hitting the steel. Now I'm a sub MOA. You know, I, 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 I've, I've put groups not, not consistently, but I have put groups at about a half MOA. Um, when I was zeroing, I actually had a, about a half inch MO, a uh, half MOA grouping. Now I can't do that all the time. Um, but I'm, a, I'm at least, you know, I'm, I'm at least yeah. a MOA. I'm probably a little bit better than a sub MOA, but at an MO, one MOA, 
the steel that we're going to have to hit in the PRS game, I could, I, I don't have, I wouldn't have a problem hitting that. If it, if it was that if much I of a factor, it, if everybody... it was because of me, it was because of me, not because of my muzzle break or my rifle, right? I mean, if, if it affected it that much, everybody would have them, and they'd be looking at you like, yeah. dude, you don't have a suppressor? What the hell? Yeah, like you're going to yeah. lose. Like, well, right, sometimes it's sometimes it, um, you know, the weight of the suppressor can can play a role. A lot of people don't don't think about that, but I mean that is yeah. a thing. Um, as far as muzzle rise, as far as, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of different things, as far as balance, as far as a lot of different things. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I would say in a competition setting, you're almost, you're almost going to have to have ear pro regardless for everybody else. You have to shooting, right? So it's yeah. like at that point, like I said, the sound doesn't, doesn't matter. matter to me. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, for the ARs and all that stuff, I love, like if I could have a suppressor on every one of them, I would. Just because it, it helps, that helps out with muzzle rise, and you know, one hundred percent. I'd rather run a can than a break mm -hmm. on on an AR, hundred percent, hundred percent. But for this, I don't know. Uh, Big Al says no flash. Is that is that true or is that a misconception there, Clover? Does it work as a flash hider as well? Yeah, it does. Because I've seen flashes using cans, very yeah, small it, it, ones, but I have seen them. No, and well, you get them with a flash hider too. All it, all a flash hider does mm -hmm. is disrupt the flash. It's not all coming right. back in. And right. with as slow as it releases gases and stuff in a suppressor, it's you know it's more of a delayed thing. Yeah, it's not nearly as bright and as pronounced. Yeah. Um. Now, G says they are beneficial. I'm not saying that cans are not, or suppressors are not beneficial at all. I'm just saying for me, my personal at long range competition, I don't see the benefit as of yet. I might be proven wrong tonight. Uh, but G says they are beneficial to instruction of new apprehensive shooters. Absolutely, 100%. Um, he also says that they're they're perfect for shooting around dogs. Um, or horses. Okay. Hmm. Or horses. Yeah. Yep. Or cattle, or you know, um, you know, it's funny. Um, my 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 German Shepherd. I waited till she was about nine months old to take her out to the range for the first time because I didn't want to, you know, freak her out and all that. She was about nine months old, and she does not like gunshot sounds. Does really? not. Nope. Nope. Not at all. So. She will not be a range dog, unfortunately. Aww. I know. It's what it is. Pro, man. Hit up some company yeah. shot show. Tech her out, dude. Tac tactical no. pupper out. All right. Ear pro goggles. Oh, I I've got goggles for her. her. I've got I've got gog like tech goggles that I've had over the years. I've got some around that she that she could wear. Um now, if I could find me some ear pro that's like for German Shepherd ears, because they're not the easiest ears to fit over, that would be kind of cool. Just saying. Um, um, she got doggy tinnitus. Yeah. Moose says, I use a dead carp as a suppressor. Okay. Fish break. Um, yeah. If Once you guys, we, we, we talk we talk about fish break all the time and people that have been around long enough know who we're talking about and know why we say that but uh it's a thing um big al says if you hunt with a mule they can be trained for gunshots horse i've never seen one do good 
when you shoot on top of them. I mean, oh, yeah. I've seen cowboy. I've seen, I've seen uh, all sorts of cowboy stuff. Yeah, yeah cowboy. Either stuff, using yeah. blanks or whatever, but they're still they're still going bang. You know, yeah, reenactors and and cowboy shooters mm-hmm. society or single action shooters, whatever it is, where they dress up. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen tons of horses that were were cool. I've seen lots of horses that wasn't. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, sure. I've, I've seen horses. Definitely seen a lot of horses that were cool with it. Buck says he wants a suppressor so he can target practice out the window when it gets cold and won't wake the wife the wife up. Right? Yeah. Some people would be able to deer hunt from outside their windows. Just so, in. yeah. So one thing that's really kind of fun, fun for me is you know, and I live in the in the county. I don't really got to worry about it. It's more courtesy thing. But if I'm playing around with my uh, with my night vision, you know, I've got to throw thermal on something else. You know, maybe. You know, we're going to go hunt some pigs later or the next night or something. You know, um, I could do thermal in the day. I can tweak and stuff in the daytime, but it's just better to do that at night. And so I can throw the suppressor on there. You know what I mean? And it's just like I'm going to, you know, the basically a setup I would hunt with anyway. And I can tune and tweak and do what I got to do, even if I'm loading, right? Even if I'm working on a subsonic recipe or something, right? I can literally go out with my thermal and shoot that at night. And, you know, nobody is the wiser. Nobody cares. Nobody knows. It's wonderful. Yeah. Now, Jacob says a big reason to get a suppressor is if you are in an area where the noise might disturb the neighbors, then that's an option. I mean, here's the thing. So if you live in an area where you actually have neighbors um, you probably aren't shooting a whole lot to begin with. Let's just be honest. Like when I think of neighbors, I think of like when I grew up in Dallas, we had neighbors like right there. Um, maybe if you're in the city, I don't know. There aren't very many city limits that will allow shooting period inside the city limits. So uh, you have to live out in, in the, the county usually. Uh, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yes. Um G says you can be perfectly zeroed, but there's not a perfect distance of zero. You know, that's interesting. Uh, that's very true. Um, forever, I use from ARs, from ARs, I use the old 5200 zero, work great. You know, if you zero it at 50 yards, it's going to be zeroed at 200 yards. Then you just have holds or whatever if you need to. Um, but um, I went to the 36 yard zero a long time ago, and that's what they use in the Marine Corps, and it's called a battlefield zero. And, um, that's what I'm talking about is I, I, am more about like, can I end the threat? Like, can I put a threat down, whether it's a handgun or a rifle or whatever in a self-defense home, whatever that may be. Um, with my AR, I use a 36 yard zero because I know that if I zero it from zero out to 300 yards, it's going to impact no more than five to six inches from where I aimed. And that's all I need. If I'm going to put it right there, it's going to hit somewhere in there, and it's going to end that threat. That said, in this, the long range, I zero at 100. Now, the reason why I go with this 36 with my AR is if I have to go, if I have to worry about engaging something out to 300 yards to begin with, then is, is it is it really a threat unless it's a red dawn scenario? Like if I had to engage at 300 yards, it's really not a threat. And I'm probably right. going to have trouble defending myself in court that that was a threat right. to my life. 
Um, and if it's more than 300 yards and I got to go to the long gun, then something's terribly gone wrong. <laughs> uh, now, that said, for competition, I've been using a 100-yard zero, but I do hear a lot of people say they go with a 200-yard zero. I think the 200-yard zero has been prevalent in the hunting world for a long time. I don't hunt. Um, but I always, in the Marine Corps, I always zeroed at 100, and then we went to 36. Um, but initially, when we went to boot camp, everything was, I think it was easier. It's just probably just easier because we went out to 500 yards. Um, so maybe the 36 didn't work in that situation. But um, but I, I, I zeroed this at 100, but I know there's a lot of guys that zero their competition rifles at 200. So, like, TJ, I want to ask you, for a long range, whether it's for hunting or competition or whatever, a, a long gun, um, not an AR, but, like, a long gun, what zero distance are you using? I've or got, do you typically I, use? The hunt, all my hunting rifles are 100. 100, okay. Uh, Clove, like, when you're doing a zero for a hunting rifle or whatever, what, what zero distance are you using typically? I'll usually do a 200 distance. Now I don't do that at 200 yards, which is no, I, I understand that. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's a 200 zero. Yeah. Now, and your is there a reason why you do, is, is it because that's what you've always done or in your eyes, does a 200 yard yeah. zero give you better groupings than a hundred yard zero? Yeah. For most of the cat. And eh, well, it's going to depend a lot. It's going to be a lot caliber specific and it's going to depend on if I'm suppressed. It's going to depend on a lot of factors, but if we're talking non-suppressed hunting rifle and you're talking about, you know, potentially three, four, 500 yard shots, you know, then mm -hmm. yeah, it's going to be a 200 yard zero. If we're talking, you know, suppressed, you know, popping pigs in the face, you know, I mean, I, I could zero yeah. it at 50 or 75 yards and I'd be fine. When I was, um, when I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, when uh, I was hunting, most of our most of our shots were about, and I that's the reason I did it. Most people, of ours were at a hundred yards. You weren't getting any farther out than that because of yeah. you know. In this area, you've got trees and everything else. You're not getting much more than a hundred, two hundred right. yard shot. People get people get really hung up on the the idea of group size and accuracy. They get really really hung up on it, and it's crazy because you've got people that get really hung up on that that probably a, a lot of people I, i've seen that get, have got i'm not putting everybody in a box obviously here but i've seen people get really hung up on it that they've never hunted they've never served any time in the military and they don't shoot competition and they're so hung up on on this whole accuracy game and it, it goes into something that jacob out there great great uh question yeah. or whatever jacob he says what's the moa you speak of he said, "All I know is I can get three quarters of an inch to an inch and a half at 100 yards with my current setup." Well, if you then take, you're sub MOA. If you MOA cut the difference, one inch yeah. at 100 yards. Yeah, your so, MOA, yeah. your MOA, you're in that MOA range. Uh, MOA is, mm -hmm. is one inch at every 100 yards, right? Um, yep. So when you're talking about realistic, effective accuracy, I, I put it in three categories uh, from. Okay least precise to most precise and the hunting world and we're talking most medium game animals you know deer you know deer. things of that pigs things of that nature obviously if you're shooting jackrabbits or or squirrel you know that's a much smaller target and that and that changes um but you know if you're talking whitetail deer if you're talking you know you're talking pigs something like that uh that's the least accurate 
I mean, you don't you don't even have to have. I mean, two MOA would get it done in most in most circumstances. It's not three or four. Yeah, there's a big you area. Know, let alone sub MOA. You don't need sub MOA. And what you were talking about, Ghost, with what I call combat accuracy, right? Um, yep. It's a little bit tighter than that. You need you need a little bit tighter. A human torso, for example, is not you know you're you're you know maybe the size of a you know moderately sized so, cave animal, right? <clears throat> But, so yeah, and for, then, with, and then with you've got AR or M sixteen, you're talking about a battlefield zero. So with an AR or the in the Marine Corps, the M sixteen or M four, whatever they're using now, yeah. yeah, you're gonna use that thirty six yard zero with that AR. Now, for a designated marksman or snipers, you're not using, you're not looking for a six inch radius. Now we're talking sub MOA. Um, you know the scout snipers. They they these guys can probably get half MOA. Yeah, I don't you know? call snap. I don't call um, sniper stuff though combat accuracy. Combat, no, absolutely. No, 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 exactly. So, but I, I, I want to make that distinction is, is when people think about right. military. There's and, two different sides of it. There's there's battlefield and yeah. then there's Overwatch. You know, and so. I look at and I look at EDC situations, defensive situations yeah. as combat. Battlefield, accuracy. absolutely battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I teach people at the range, I I, I tell them do not get caught up especially the beginning of trying to hit a golf ball if you hit the silhouette and a b50 was a b52 target if you hit the silhouette chances are that threat's going to the ground yeah round on target worry about round round on target round in the silhouette you're fine you know so yes um yeah now real quick question also from jacob once again i love jacob jacob brings some great stuff to the his another question your equipment is it suppressor and muzzle brake compatible or does it need to be threaded for a suppressor? Because if so, that adds another investment. So basically what you're looking at is you're looking for a threaded barrel. And most long yep. rifles have the threaded barrel. And it's usually it's the 5.8 thread is, is, the, is the kind of the common um, thread. That saying is you're going to find that the vast majority of rifles that are there for hunting or just a larger caliber rifle. Um, even most ARs are threaded now. Uh, five, five, six ARs have the threaded barrels. So, um, unless you're talking handguns, most rifles these days are going to come with a threaded barrel. So you don't well, have to. It's it's, it's not an it's not an additional cost. Usually, it usually comes standard for most of them. Go ahead. Even your even your hunting rifles usually come with a. It was like Seems usually it's an SR suppressor ready, which means a threaded barrel. Yep. SR, right. SR option, yep. if you see that on a model, that typically yep. means it has a threaded barrel. Not all of them. Um, yep. And then there was another point I was going to make with that. Oh, yeah. But all what, all hunting rifles should be suppressed, I think. What was it? It was another. So that'll, oh, that'll keep you from ringing after but, you shoot or something. You know, and I understand not all the areas are going to be the same and have, you know, good, competent gunsmiths at gun shops and stuff like that uh but here i mean they'll thread a barrel for like 50 or 75 bucks man so it doesn't take that long let's yeah, be honest yeah you know? yeah it's not yeah it's not a huge so i've got i've got some of my dad's hunting rifles that are they're not suppressor ready yeah they're the old ones with you know seven millimeter you can get, you can get that done yeah. very easily and if you've got to write the right lathe right because that's how you thread a, a barrel is on a is on a lathe. Um, if you've got the right lathe, you've got what they call a through chuck lathe, then you don't even have to break the action from the barrel, the receiver from the barrel, right? 
And that's awesome because if you have, I was worried about that. If you remember, Ghost, I had to get my Savage threaded way back in the day. Yeah, back in the day yeah or you sure did. And uh, before did. I painted it, was it before I got it painted or after? Um, I, it was at the same time. I think you got it done right, before, right before that maybe, you got it yeah. re-seracoded. But yeah, it was, um, I think you got it right, done right before anyway, you got it. Um, um, that thing shot so lights out that I was really worried because when you break a barrel from a receiver, you've got headspace you have to worry about and stuff. And it shot so lights out. It's like, I did not want to break that loose and then have to worry about trying to get the headspace back mm -hmm. the same. Right. Um, yeah. and so, but the gunsmith slash machinist buddy that I've got, he's got again, one of those lays that that was not a problem. You feed it in nice. from the backside of the lathe, right? And provided the barrel's long enough to go through there. That's the biggest issue. True. But yeah. if you're talking about a hunting rifle, or it's plenty long enough, or like, you know, a 16-inch barrel is going to be plenty long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great question. Once again, Jacob, being solid as always, how often do you go to the range? How many rounds do you use per range session? How good is your ear pro? All factors can influence someone to get a suppressor. Um, you're right. I mean, all of those, everyone's going to actually, you know, here's the thing. Everyone's going to have their own reasoning why they to get into the suppressor. Those are very general ones that are, that are going to be factors for everyone, but there, sometimes it's just very, very simple. Um, that they some person cool. has a specific reason they look cool. Absolutely. I mean, that's, let's just be honest. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Now, now let me ask you this real quick, uh, Clover. When it comes to the average suppressor, let's say let's say it's a, a thirty caliber, uh, you know, suppressor, uh, three, you know, but you can get three hundred eight, six five Creed, all of these multiple caliber uh, under one. You can even probably even put. Uh, I guess you could shoot five five six through that. A multi cal um, suppressor. A multi cal suppressor. Yeah. Now, when people talk about lifespans of these multi cal suppressors, like yeah. how many, do, how many rounds? Right. So that, that so that's that's a misconception yeah. a lot of people hear. Now, the cheaper the the can that you get, that very well could drop. If you're so, doing a form 1 and you're building your own, depending on how you're building it, that might be a one-shot can, you know. That's true. Uh that's <clears> true. <throat> and I'll I'll talk about a couple things. New York prepper out yeah. there uh made a good point that kind of goes into this. I didn't see New York out so, there. I didn't see. I didn't, so my I'm first still up here. My first suppressor was a Jim Tech. Uh, I, the model escapes me right now. It's it's three letters that I always get wrong. Um, but anyway, it's a 7.62 can, uh, 300 wind mag, rated, blah, 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 right? Um, it is a sealed suppressor, meaning that it does not come apart. And I did not realize that. It come highly recommended at the time. And it's been a phenomenal, wonderful suppressor. The problem with it being sealed is other than using some brushes and a air compressor yeah. and putting in a sonic cleaner, you know, it's like there's hardly any way to clean that. And it's the only suppressor I got that's sealed. Um, and I was concerned. I remember being concerned because I couldn't clean the thing. And right. So I contacted Gemtech, and this was, I had had it maybe a few months, and this was a concern of mine. And I contacted Gemtech, and they're like, yeah, that's rated for like 280,000 rounds or some kind of crap without even cleaning it. 
Okay. So it's like I'm like, okay, cool. I, I, and they're like, yeah, you're you're gonna run it through a sonic cleaner, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, sonic cleaner. Get you some soft softer brushes to brush through it, you know, and then blow it out when you're done, and and that kind of thing. Make sure you dry it well. Uh, but you can mm-hmm. run suppressors wet too. There is such a thing as a wet suppressor. Um, yeah. What I was gonna say that uh, New York Prepper had brought real up. Real quick, I want before you go in real quick. I'm putting the link out there in the chat. I can control who comes in. Prepper, if you want to join in, there's a link in the chat. Yeah. I'd love to have you join in if you want to. Come on in, bro. Um, if you want to, the link's right there. So hop on in if you want. Anyways, go ahead. You guys need to go check yeah. out New York. Great channel. Uh, really cool stuff. But yeah, go ahead, Clover. He made go a ahead. point out there in the chat. I don't know if you can find it, but he made a point when we were talking. I was talking about you know getting a barrel thread. You talking right? about? I said you needed to find a competent, good machinist slash gunsmith, right? Not all gunsmiths are machinists. Are you talking about tuning it? Is that what you're saying? Gunsmith. No, 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 no. There was a thing about okay. threading up there. So that goes into if you build your own form one, blah, blah, blah. You have to make sure when that is threaded, that is somebody that knows what they're doing. Um, because if you have to be true to bore. 100% you have to, whether you're building your suppressor or you're threading a barrel, right? Any of that, all of that has to screw on, line up. If it doesn't, you're going to get a baffle strike. You're going to get a round that hits a baffle or something like that, and that's going to be a bad day. It's not necessarily going to be a bad day for you. I've never mm. seen or heard of anybody getting hurt from a baffle strike, but you've waited for months to get your can. You've spent <laughs> the money, and then now Man, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Why, yeah. Why can't yeah. I hit the target? Nothing's hitting the paper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've actually seen those before. I've seen some cans before, store-bought cans, by the way, that people really? like, I, this scope's trash. I don't know what's going on. Da, 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 right? And you get to looking, and there is a little bitty, there's a little bitty nick in the end of the suppressor. Like, it's yeah. barely clipping coming out. You know what I mean? Like, not yeah. enough for, well, that's, for but, that, right. that's just That's just enough, though. It's barely clipping, and it's, it's like, it is uh, affecting it. So I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, and it was, and it was a factory threaded barrel that particular. Oh, thing really? Was, and a factory suppressor. Yeah, it ended up being the suppressor that was the problem. The threaded, the, the, the what do you call it? The run out, the concentricity, the alignment. I don't know, I'm trying to think of what you call it. Right, um, was off just a little bit. Now Zeus is out there kissing Clover's ass. Says I purchased a thirty cal can because of Clover and it was approved last week. Well, congratulations, but don't tell Clovers because I know he, he doesn't need a bigger bigger head. Thirty cal's the way to go, honestly. On a first can for most people, thirty cal's. You're going to be able to use it for a lot of different, um, yeah. absolute setups. Two, sure. two cans that cover the bases for the vast majority of people is going to be a twenty-two, a dedicated rim fire can, right? A dedicated yeah. rim fire can, uh, and a and a thirty caliber. Thirty pack caliber is going to get you. You know, 270 is going to get you 6.5 Creed. It's going to get you 300 Wind Mag. And it's going to get you a lot of different stuff, even 5.56. And yeah. New York Prepper was also talking about running an adapter. So keep that in mind. So I've yeah. got a, a Ruger American. And I chopped that barrel back to 16 inches because I wanted to, first okay. of all, I, I was going to run it suppressed. What, what caliber, by the way? What caliber? 308, sorry. 308. Okay, there you go. So I was going to run it it with hand-loaded suppressed. It's basically my coyote Mm -hmm. rig, right? Maybe a hundred yards. So you're going to do, are you going to run subsonic? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's almost dedicated subsonic. Um, And, you know, worked up a great hand load for it, this, that, and the other. 
Um, and so I wanted, I didn't need the 22 inch, however long that barrel was stock. I don't even <laughs> right. remember. So I chopped it back to 16, actually like 16 and a half just to make sure or whatever, you know, but when I chopped it there, the crazy thing was I could not thread it five eighths. I say, I, I will, but we could really? not thread it. We could not thread it five eighths. Would you got to go half or what? We had to thread it a half. And wow. so, but, but they make half that they're all over the place adapters all kinds of yeah. adapters and so i just put a half yeah. to five eighths adapter on it and i mean it literally increases the length when you do that by maybe a quarter inch i mean it's negligible um, why couldn't you so, get it at five eighths though that's interesting there was not enough meat on the barrel because oh, it was okay interesting yeah it was not like a bull barrel or anything there's prepper yeah. nice what's up prepper how you doing man How's it going, bro? Uh, Why couldn't you so, get it at five eighths? Oh, you are. Hey, can you mute that in the background? Not you. Just mute uh, the stream in the background because it's echoing bad. What's up, Prepper? How you doing, man? Can you hear me or no? I can hear you, but I also hear my stream. If you can, like, pause the YouTube side of it. Like, if you're watching the live stream on the laptop, just pause it. Okay, it should be good now. Sorry about yeah, that. Perfect. There you go. No, you're good. You're good. No, and, and you were talking. You you met, you had some great some great things out there. So um, we're talking suppressors, and there's some people out there that don't own suppressors. They've never shot a suppressor. Don't understand the suppressor game at all. Um, and so I want I want to give you a few seconds. First of all, guys, go check out New York Preppers channel. Awesome channel. Uh, but uh, you had to make some great points out there that maybe I wanted to see if you can bring up real quick so people might be able to understand it more through just what you're typing out there. Yeah, sure. That would, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of uh, fake information, too, out there on the Internet that, you know, I've I've read all kinds of stuff that's just not true. Like, um, I remember uh, when I was considering getting my first suppressor, people were saying that you can't use half-inch threads with any rifle suppressor because there's just not enough meat around the bore and the can is going to just blow off the muzzle. And that's just complete BS because I have one on my 300 wind mag. I have half inch threads and I shoot full power loads. I've put like, I don't know, 200 rounds plus through it already and no, no issues, you know? Um, no. What a so. lot of people don't, what a lot of people don't realize is that they think because they cut the OD of the barrel down, right? And they think, oh, I've cut that down too far. There's not enough meat left. When you screw that suppressor yep. on or you put a nut on it, that's actually more sturdy exactly. than it would yeah. be just a regular barrel. And so would you have a problem with what Prepper's saying? Would he have a problem if he shot that without a barrel nut or a, you know what I'm saying, or, or a suppressor on it? Potentially right? Depending on the barrel. And there's a lot of other factors with that. But if you've got something screwed over those threads, yeah, that's a, no, it's not going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Let's see here. Uh, going back up to some of these questions Jacob had. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Chloe. I, you actually oh, finished, Chloe. Say, you want, you No, I was your, just going to say, go and adding on to that, one thing that I do, um, I've got a box in there with, with muzzle brakes. Right. Yeah. I don't even buy thread protectors for my stuff. No. 
I just, I've got a, literally a box full of muzzle brakes. And if I don't have the suppressor on it, I just hand tight one of those muzzle brakes on there it. That's what I do. Yep. It looks, it looks cool when it's sitting there. It don't have just threads or a stupid thread protector. And if I do want to go shoot it like that, right, I don't have to worry about anything. I can take it out and shoot it if I want. So real quick, uh, G23 saying, I guess he was asking you guys to want five eighths and a half. Yes. A half by 28 or five eighths by 28. Yes. Those are the common thread sizes and all that. But yeah, when we're saying half or five eighths, it is a five, uh, five eighths by 28 or a half by 28 thread. So yes, uh, thanks for doing that because there are people out there that may not understand what the hell you're talking about. So, um, those are the. Those are the, the size I, that you're going to see most. I uh, want to correct you. Five eighths is five eighths by twenty four. Is is the standard. But twenty four, yeah, half by twenty eight, yeah, half by twenty eight, yeah. five eighths by twenty four. But you're going to see those two are like the two common thread yeah. sizes. Like when you go to suppressor central or whatever, and your silencer co or whatever, and you're looking for those are the ones. Especially you start talking about a three oh eight or the the thirty cal or multi cal. Those are the two you're really going to see the most of um, when it comes down to it. Now, you start talking AKs, and we're talking about different threads and, oh, and all of that. There's, there's, there's weird sizes and weird. AKs are a whole, like, that's a whole other discussion with suppressors because someone you was mentioning AKs earlier. Well, you don't even have to get, you don't even have to get a, a AK. Anything European, anything European, like non-US, yeah. okay. you start getting into metric threads. And you start getting yep. into left-hand threads, like righty tighty, lefty loosey. Don't even. Oh work. yeah, yep. I've got yep. Uh, yep. the couple of suppressors I have are SIGs, and I've ended up buying the different pistons for the different threads. So I get a left-hand thread and a right-hand thread. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, like on the FAL. FAL threads are like that. They have a left-hand yep. and a right-hand. Yep. yep. So I just bought that. You know, you buy the suppressor, then you get the. You have to buy another piston, like an extra eighty bucks. Like awesome. But now I can do left or right, so it doesn't matter. Yep. G twenty three is what about the metric? That's just as we were talking about that. Yeah, I mean it's just one of those things where that's a whole other conversation. But if you're looking to get into like a competition rifle or a, a hunting rifle and all of that, uh, I, I think Clover is right. Uh, I want to ask Prepper what you think before you come in. Clover had said if you're looking to kind of get into like the the first suppressor, he would recommend going with like a multi-caliber can to start out with would you would you agree with that prep yeah that's what i have actually yeah i have a, a multi-cal i have two um so yeah definitely it's just much more versatile and, and they actually have cans now that not only work on just rifle calibers but you can go from rifle to pistol so yeah yeah. You know, you can put it on your nine millimeter and then also put it on your AR-15. It's it's yeah. no brainer in, in my opinion. Yep. You can adjust the length of them, all that crap. No, that modular stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Torrent suppressors have some has some really cool modular. Torrent has stuff. some really cool ones. Yeah. Um, for me, I I I I'm a, I'm a big surefire guy. Like I I I run a lot of surefire stuff and a lot of I, I'm a big surefire guy. One of the things that Surefire offers is the QD. We were talking QD earlier, um, where you've got um, you basically attach a muzzle brake on there, and on the muzzle brake it has a QD where it's already ready for all you got to do is slide your can over the muzzle brake and it attaches to the muzzle brake, so you can take the can on or off, use it with or without. 
Um, have any of you guys ever worked with the QDs that run muzzle brake slash uh, suppressors? Uh, and what do you guys think of them? Well, I, I mean, I like them. I think it's quick and easy, but yep. they're, you know, if, if you want one for every gun you want to put a suppressor on, then that's like 200 bucks a piece. Now, yeah, Surefire is not the cheapest stuff in the world, um, but no, that, that's, um, yeah, I, I like the idea of having the QD because yeah. uh, if, if you want to be able to just run a brake and you get the brake tuned and everything's good to go, uh, then you want to throw the can on there, you can, and sometimes you want to take the can off, um, but yeah, Prepper, Clover, uh, have, you, have you guys used the, the QD cans that are attached to basically a brake at, at that point? Use, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go first or should I? Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I have the uh, Silencer Co. ASR mounts, so they it's either a flash hider or um, a muzzle brake. The only thing with those, you just have to make sure you have it locked in good when you when you tighten that suppressor down so you don't have any baffle strikes, but you have to make sure you read the manual and know how to use the, the QD mount and have it nicely tightened in. Um, another thing to be aware of is that your point of impact is going to change sometimes pretty drastically. So if let's say you have it zeroed with your muzzle brake and then you put on your suppressor, it could be off by one or two inches at a hundred yards. Let's say it might be an inch high and an inch to the right. So you have to decide, do I want to zero this firearm with the muzzle brake or with the silencer? And just keep in mind the difference. So when you go back, let's say you have it zeroed with your suppressor because you know with that particular firearm, you're going to be using the suppressor, let's say, 70% of the time. Like me with my 300 Win Mag, I prefer to have the suppressor on there most of the time because it kicks a lot and it's loud. So I have it zeroed with the suppressor. Um, yeah. But if I want to take the can off, I, I shot enough with the can off. To you know memorize your, hold, your, your holds are going to be, you kind of know where they are. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Your adjustments. Uh, exactly. Yep. So now do, now do you hold, you wouldn't change your, your, uh, your settings on your, your optic. Would you, you just kind of hold low left or something like that? I, what you would yeah. Do? I mean, I, I just, uh, I do more like longer range shooting. So yeah. if it's like beyond 200 yards, I just dial in with the with the turrets, you know. So if I know, well, like, so you would, so you would go ahead and, and change the the optic settings um, if you take it off. You wouldn't just hold. You'd go ahead and change the the turrets. Depends on how far I'm shooting. If it's just like 200 yards, it's not going to matter. If like for example, if it's an inch, if it's an inch higher, you know, with an yeah. AR-10 or something, I'm not worried about it. But at 500 yards or a thousand yards, an inch higher translates to five to ten inches higher. You know, so yeah, yeah. So what I do is, let's say I I just I don't actually change it before I shoot. What I'll do is like, if I have a, a ballistics calculator and it gives me a solution, let's say 20 MOA, it, rather than dialing 20, I'll just dial 19 because it's already impacting one MOA higher. There you go. There so, you go. Just, I like to keep it simple, you know. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that that prepper come in and spoke to some numbers. Um, suppressor versus not suppressor, as far as point of impact, because yep. what I said before was it doesn't make that much of a difference. And I mean, it five inches at a thousand yards, like that's subjective, I guess, in a way. I mean, five inches at a thousand yards to me is not that it much. Does, of a it, it depends on if you're looking to be <laughs> right. 
extremely precise yeah. at a thousand, or yeah. if you're hitting, trying to hit yeah. a twelve inch steel at a thousand yards, or yeah. whatever. And, you know? and especially if you're talking about an inch at you know, or two at a hundred yards, if you're talking right. about a hunting scenario, right? It's not right. enough to matter, right? Yeah, if you're going at a ten inch steel at a thousand yards, you're still looking at an MOA target. You yeah, five inches. You you might have to aim at seven o'clock. But you should still be able. But if you're looking for a precise hit, you know, then yes, um, right, absolutely. So let me ask you guys this also. And they're talking from my vantage point of, um, and I was talking, Prepper. You might not have been here. The reason why we're I'm having this discussion is I'm trying to for my competition rifle for long range. I run a, a break and I love it. Um, and I'm thinking about should I look at the suppressor side of things. And right now, I can kind of convince myself that it may not. I don't think it gives me enough distinct advantage over my break to make that change. Uh, with your experience, do you prefer shooting suppressor long range or do you prefer shooting muzzle brake long range? Uh, I'll tell you that, in my opinion, suppressors are like the best thing since since the wheel was invented. You know, it, like... It makes a huge difference, especially, I mean, I don't know what kind of uh, cartridge are you running in your competitions? Is it like a, a high power or, or like, are you yeah, running? Yeah, I'm, I'm, running, I'm running the, uh, well, I have been running the Hornady ELD uh, match. And, and is it what? 6.5 Creed. Creedmoor? Uh, yeah. Well, with the 6.5 Creedmoor, in my opinion, it's not like a heavy kicker or anything. Right. Um, it is tolerable with just even just like a even without a muzzle brake, it's tolerable. Well, my first match I ever shot didn't even have anything. It didn't have my muzzle brake. My muzzle brake hadn't come in yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've got a, I've got a, a muzzle brake on, and I love it. I, and like I said, for me, the biggest thing would be tracking. Um, and I can track right now with my muzzle brake just fine. Um, so maybe if if suppressor gave me a, a chance, to maybe track better or what? You know, I don't know, but. Like for me, it's hard to sit there and say the pain and the agony of what it takes sometimes to go through the process of getting a suppressor. Is it worth it right now over my break? And and I don't know the answer to that. That's why I'm looking for people's advice here. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like super critical if you're shooting a 6.5 Creedmoor. Another thing to keep yeah. in mind too is that uh, I don't know what kind of competitions you do, but you know suppressors will add six to eight inches onto your barrel so absolutely it's gonna throw your your balance off a little bit it's gonna be longer it's gonna feel different so if you're used to let's say running a, a 16 inch barrel carbine it feels nice and light it's quick handling but once you add a suppressor onto that it's gonna feel like a hunting rifle so that's something else to keep in mind if you're doing more like cqb stuff no, no, this is this is gonna be like PRS. Um, so oh, okay. you know, yeah. So here's the funny thing you say about that. It's gonna add length and it's gonna add a little bit of weight. Um two things that people in the PRS game love. They love weight and they love length. Uh the length obviously supposedly helps get you a little more better, but uh I mine mine's about a 15 and a half pound rifle. There are guys that I see that add weights and all that. They're getting into like 27, 28 pound rifles because they wow. want the stability of yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. I, I literally saw a guy like a 27 and a half pound rifle at my last match. And I was like, but he swears by it because it's 
it's stable and all that. I'm like, yeah, but you got to lug it around everywhere. Like, good Lord, dude. Like I can carry two rifles for the same thing, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. But for some people that extra weight, extra length is something they're looking for to me. Not so much. I don't really care, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I, I, I would encourage you to do it um, just because the sooner, the sooner you put in for it, the sooner you'll get it, you know, because it's a long yeah. process. But now now they have the e-file. So yeah, they're saying about three to four months or four to five months, I think, is about average, which is not bad considering it used to be like 18 months. Yeah. 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 Like my paper file took like 14 months and I just did an e-file and it, that one took like even the e-file took like uh, seven or eight months. So, yeah. The sooner you put in for it, the sooner you get it, you know. So I would still put in for it, but I wouldn't say it's like make or break. But I notice for me when I shoot my wind mag or something high power like mm -hmm. that, it makes a huge difference on, on my accuracy. The flinch factor is just eliminated, basically. It's like. Yeah, you're bringing up something that is a great, great uh, topic as well. Um the difference of shooting a 6.5 Creed and a 300 Win Mag are vastly different. <laughs> so the suppressor might cause, might actually help a lot more on some like a 300 Win Mag than it would a 6.5 Creed. So caliber absolutely probably has a lot to do with making that uh, decision. Absolutely. Now, Clover, so uh, so you, go ahead. Go ahead, Clove. Yeah, y'all were talking about the quick connect versus the threads earlier, and I'm yeah. in a different camp than, than any of you guys. Um, okay. I have shot, demoed, whatever, you know, through the local gun shop and everything else uh, over the years, you know, a massive wide variety of quick disconnects and all kinds of suppressors mm -hmm. and things, right? I, I go back to now, I'm in a special camp that uh, I know two. Again, you are special. About, I'll give you that. You're right. Yeah. You are special talked about earlier how not all gunsmiths are machinists not all machinists are gunsmiths but if sure. you've got one that's great at both and i know two that are that way in this area so getting a barrel threaded for me is a no-brainer help building a, a can a no-brainer mm -hmm. um and and i know a lot of people don't have that and so i understand but for me um and and what i've experienced i'm just much more comfortable with yeah the threads and the way that that the suppressor when it threads on it locks to the shoulder uh, mm -hmm. after you screw it down and you know the quickness the next, QD. Yeah. they rely okay, they it. rely on springs there's just there it's just sure. because it's a quick disconnect I mean it just doesn't feel like it's tight to me I just I just don't I just don't like it I'm not comfortable with them and tons of people run them they're super popular. Uh, and then TJ point. I think out. it's. I think it, I think it's too. probably it's it, the cost. But I think honestly, the if if I if you actually pull the people that actually run them um, for a specific reason, the specific reason is probably just convenience, right? Like Maybe. I don't think you know. I mean, it's and just do people have multiple and the people have multiple rifles they're switching to, right? That's I mean, what I'm got, saying. Yes. I mean, how many rifles do I have that are threaded? Versus, you know, how many All people have collected, you know, collectively or whatever, and how many of I was right. swapping around and, right, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. And for I, me, you know, it'd be know. easier to have a, a a QD on every one of them, and then I only have to buy, you know, a couple of suppressors. Yeah, but then it's two hundred bucks a pop. 
for whatever for your QD Versus. when you can thread a barrel for fifty bucks or it can't already came threaded. Yeah. So I'll I'll thread a, I'll thread a suppressor on for the cost of uh, most of those. And and I'll be honest, this is superficial, but a lot of the QD brakes compensators, whatever you want to call them, I find mm. they're ugly. They're, they're aesthetically ugly. unpleasing to me. <laughs> as well you know what i mean so it's like I, that's I'm, fair i don't think it, i don't my think it's, as it's not i love my surefire I it actually is a is a badass break like i'd I run the rifle yeah. with just the break and be fine with it yeah well it's one of the things to each their own right but it's yeah. like i don't find it as reliable i don't think it's as reliable i don't think it's as um what is the uh what is i the think bookmarks are ugly so i wouldn't shoot one of those yeah that's true yeah yeah everybody's entitled to their own opinion i hear you I, I was trying. I was trying to get a rise out of him, but he didn't work. Damn. Have you ever have you ever shot one suppressed? That's what I'm no, I actually have not ever shot a bookmark suppressed. There, there you know. go. Well, there you go. I, you know, I'll, you, you, yeah. can, you can be wrong yeah. based on your inexperience, man. That's perfectly now. G twenty three says six five need more. Well, uh, so I understand the sentiment, but understand the reason why I chose a six five creed for competition. Um. It's a flatter shooting projectile, and in competition, that that that's going to help it to some extent. Um, now, a lot of guys are using the six millimeters; they're using the PRCs and all that, um, which are great. But for me, the six five was was what I chose. Uh, well, at the time, the six five Crete ammo was was pretty cheap. Uh, not so much anymore. That's why I'm going to start reloading, by the way, uh, my own competition ammo and all that. But uh, no, the, the 6.5 um, is a really good solid caliber, especially if you're just starting out in the long-range precision game because uh, it is a more flatter shooting uh, projectile. It's, it's, it's stable. It's going to be able – you're going to find a ton of, of, of rifles to get into that are going to be chambered in 6.5 Creed. So uh, the ARC is a great 6-millimeter um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of great, but you're looking at, um, 308s very, and, and at least in a competition game, very rarely like the 308s, but this way they have their own, uh, division because you, in a P in a, in a PRS, the 308s have their own division because they're superiorly, supremely uh, overmatched by what everyone else is shooting. So if you shoot 308, you're in your own division, just saying special kids, uh, yeah, go ahead, Prepper. I think you got something to say. Go for it. Oh, yeah. Another thing about 6.5 Creedmoor is it's cost effective, too. The ammunition's not super expensive, you know? It is now, though. It is, it's like for, for match ammo, it's about 250 around right now. That's still, that's still not too bad, but yeah. I mean, I can still, load it for about a dollar. So that's why yeah. I'm going to start doing this. loading it for about a dollar. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the 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 arc, uh, the ARC ammo that's become really popular in the last year, year and a half out there. Uh, a lot of people doing six millimeter arc, but um, yeah, there's there's always going to be. Um, I'm not going to call that a wildcat because it's not really. I mean, but there's going to be selective calibers and wildcats that people shoot that are going to work specifically for their rifle, for what they need it for. Um, but if you're looking for something that is a great, solid, all-around caliber, a 6.5 Creed, you can hunt with, 
you can shoot competition with. It's relatively inexpensive. You can find rifles all over the place. They're chambered in 6.5 Creed. Like, I'd almost just say, I'm not saying it's taken over, but I would almost say that the 6.5 Creed is like the new 308. Like, would you guys agree with that? TJ, you're muted. Everybody who makes a rifle now, it's that's your, your chambered at 6.5 or, or 308. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. The only thing it doesn't have yet is NATO standardization. So that that's the only thing that's lacking. But if you're just, uh, you know, hunting and doing competition, that doesn't really matter. But if you're someone like me, a prepper, having 308 is that NATO standard. If you're going to try to scavenge something, if it's right. like a Red Dawn scenario, you might have more luck in that situation. <laughs> Uh, Clover, you have a specific question directed towards you from Jacob. Okay. What do you think of the Henry Long Ranger in 6.5 Creedmoor? The Long Rangers are pretty friggin' awesome. Um, okay. They just, they just are. Um, lever guns in non-lever calibers. That's just, that, to me, that's cool. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Prepper TJ, have you have any experience with the Henry Long Ranger? No, I don't. no, I've never had any. Total gobbledygook. <laughs> uh, trying to find some other. Uh... All I got was Henry out of that. Yeah, like well, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Idaho was... out there says that I put six five Creed shooters in the same category. Is Glock aficionados? Well, I take that as high praise. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I was going to pre pre cough cough that sent the world into turmoil. I was actually talking with with Henry about getting one of those long rangers in and being able to play around with it. Now I have since it some range days and stuff, but yeah, uh, yeah, they're they're freaking cool for sure. I don't know that yeah, I would go six five three. They've got the the two two three. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I would say, I mean, so historically, we're talking lever action are not some of the people who tend to go out to 800,000 yards with. That was not what they were intended for. Um, so they're, I, I, to me, this is, and I'm mistaken, I'm not a big lever action guy, but to me, the lever action was like the, the um, older brother of uh, the AR. It was like that kind of that that mid range. You know, you could do sh up close out to a few hundred yards. Like it, 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 it felt that it, it, it was the the AR of its day as far as where it fit into the long oh, range, yeah. short range yeah. game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I would say that yeah, if if you could get a a lever action to two two three, it'd probably be. Unless you just want it to be cool in a six five, I think that you probably get more out of it in a two two three with the lever action. That's just well, me though. Yeah, I would not. I would knock the lever. I don't know. People think lever, and they're thinking Winchester, Henry, you know, Marlin. I mean, they think that sure. cowboy, cowboy style lever. But yeah, you, know, you get into the sharps, for example, and the lever. Well, that's where long range started. Yeah, for, for all intents and purposes, was the sharps, and that was a lever. Um, Jacob was asking if I got his text. Okay, 
So, um, he did send me a text and he said, we're talking about, um, freedom ordinance, battle arms, development, Inc, bird, dog arms, stag arms, sons of Liberty, LWRC. These are some of the brands that his local gun shop has. Now I think we're talking about, um, I don't remember exactly. Are we talking about for an AR, an AR-10? Are we talking like, what are we talking using this for? Because um, um, I would say of those, this is just me. I would say LWRC or Sons of Liberty are the two that I would that Sons of Liberty can't really go wrong with. LWRC are, are good. They're all good, but those are the two that I'd probably go with. But it all depends upon what you're going to be using that rifle for. So without context, I don't know. Um, okay, so and it, it, okay, so we're going back to his question from a month ago. Um, entry level, uh, entry level to mid range AR. Um, once again, entry level means a lot different. If you're talking about prices, if I remember correctly, you said you've got about $800 for your budget. It's been about a month or so ago, but I want to say that you had about $800 for a budget for your first AR. I don't believe you're going to get into Sons of Liberty or LWRC for 800 bucks. Just say Diamondback. Um, Diamondback, you're talking at this point, Smith & Wesson M&P. Yep. You're talking. Um, man, we did find a couple black rains out there yep. for eight fifty. Which, if you can, if you can scrounge up fifty extra yeah. dollars and go eight fifty, you need to go the black rain. Um, mm -hmm. But you're not going to get LWRC or you're not going to get Sons of Liberty for eight hundred bucks. I promise you that. Unless they're used and you and you have a buddy that has one. That's about it. Yeah. Um, Prepper TJ Clover. I'm going to read these out. Freedom Ordinance, Battle Arms, Development, Inc., Bird Dog Arms, Stag Arms, Sons of Liberty, LWRC are some of the brands. If if I remember correctly, let's say about an $800. Uh, we already had a discussion on this, but Prepper, you weren't here. For a budget of about $800, bucks, do you have uh, a good AR that would be solid to be his first AR? Uh I'm not too familiar with uh, some of those you mentioned, but obviously Palmetto State Armory, uh, they have a lot that are around that price. And um, people usually have good results with those, you know, good good groups and uh, reliability. So can't go wrong with a Palmetto State Armory. That would be my uh, recommendation. I mean, that's all I'm really familiar with in that yeah, price no, range. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Um, no problem. Uh, yeah, he was. He, this was about a month ago. He was talking about getting his first AR, and he was sent about an eight hundred dollar uh, budget. And we start going through his Stag, brands that bad. we like. Stag's not bad. Um, I don't, I can you get a Stag for eight hundred? They're basic. Well, they're brand new on their website. Their basic is nine ninety nine. So if he okay, so you used, might be able to get it. You might be able to get it used, or or like I said, if you've got, and then then that's you're you probably can find it. Streetwise for eight fifty, eight ninety nine. Right. Um, it all depends on. And, and Idaho Roger says, "Don't buy, build your own." See, I kind of disagree to a certain extent. This is his first AR, unless he's got experience on the inner workings and the mechanics of an AR. 
I've always said, I think you should buy your first, learn, take it apart and put it back together and all that. Buy your first yeah. and build from there if you want. But I, hey, I'm not saying don't build your first. I'm just saying I, I would not. I, I, buy, I buy. I buy. I mean, I, I agree. Buying it first and then seeing what you don't like about it or seeing what you like about it, then build from there. I mean, if you build your own, I mean, it could suck. Now, what you can do is when you call it build, what you can do, especially in the next month, uh, you're going to start seeing some Black Friday deals and all that. You can get a complete upper and a complete lower. And if you don't care what brand they are, you can go find like an Aero Precision lower and, you know, maybe a PSA upper or something and put them together and not really have to build them. But if you're talking about getting a stripped lower and actually building the lower uh, without many experience, unless you've got someone that's going to basically walk, hold your hand through it, could be fun. Um, that's just my opinion, you guys. What, you, what do you guys think? We'll, we'll have this discussion again. Prepper, uh, you haven't been in on these discussions before. Build or buy your first AR? What say you? I would say buy for sure. I mean, unless you have a buddy that's done done a good one, you know, this yep. way you don't have to waste a bunch of money trying to, you know, figure out what works, trial and error, you know. Why go through all that? Just get something just, just to shoot and, and then maybe your second or third one you know, build. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yes, you can build uh, for way cheaper, uh, especially right now. But I, I, I think that what you could do, what you could do is go and get yourself um, a completed lower on a sale. Once again, get air, even an Anderson that's completed, you can get one for 150 bucks roughly right now, maybe 200 you know it depends on where you find it. but i was with black friday deals coming up you might be able to get a good deal and then go find a, an upper a completed upper with a bcg and on charging handle and all that and be in it for less than 800 but they're not going to match brands but if you get two good brands it doesn't matter you know uh, go ahead close oh i just one word tools Whenever somebody says, oh, build your first AR, it's like, you, yeah. you know, you're forgetting this person not only doesn't have the knowledge, they don't have the it. tools either. And by the time you buy the that's tools, true. what could you buy off the rack that's a nice yeah. rifle for that kind of money for your first rifle? Yeah, Jacob says, I think the stags on the shelves were twelve to 1600 That's kind of what I would be figuring is about yeah. $1,500. Uh, low wind, 1200 but I would say about $1,500. Oh, yeah, on their website, they're bargaining. Yeah, there's a new one. Yeah, they yeah. might have a new one out there. And, and, and I tell you, Arrow Precision, I, I can't speak highly enough about Arrow. Arrow's really good stuff. And that's going to be that 800, 850. Uh, but Arrow's really, really solid. Yeah, it's it's really solid stuff. Yeah. yeah. You can get everywhere. You can get on Brownells, primary arms. And yeah. I mean, everybody has that stuff. Primary arms will have some yeah. sales too. So Idaho is right. Uh, here, here's a problem about whether you build or buy an AR. Uh, I do see the fancy side and, and the good side of building it. Uh, you can put whatever the upgraded parts like triggers and BCGs, barrels, whatever you want to upgrade. You can build it with whatever you want. Um, I will say this. Um, chances are whether you buy or build, even if you do build, a year or two later, you're going to be upgrading parts anyways. Let's just be honest. All the time Let's I do. Be honest. Like, this is an MMP sport. 
But the only thing on it that's M&P Sport is like the shell. Let's be honest. There ain't nothing in there that's Smith & Wesson yeah. anymore these years. The strips um, lower and the stripped upper. Everything else is yeah. So it's what it is, but yeah. Well, that's what I do. Um, I mean, like I said, you build them and you find something you like and you're like, perfect. And then a year later, something new comes out. And you're like, oh, it's so much better. That's right. That's right. right. Or you or you never heard of a hyper fire trigger, let's say. You're right. using whatever. And then your buddy gets yourself a hyper fire trigger. Oh, my gosh. All right, I go, I go spend another 150, 200 bucks on a new trigger. That's going to happen. Um, you're going to... I doubt it, but Jacob, I'm not going to lie to you. I doubt you will. I've got 10, 20, there's no telling how many thousands of rounds I have through that. Literally like tens of thousands of rounds. Um, eventually, maybe, possibly, you might have to go through a barrel. I don't see it happening in someone's lifetime these days, but um, you might have to you know, replace a barrel eventually. You're gonna have to replace little small parts here and there. You're gonna you're gonna want to upgrade maybe to an ambidextrous uh, charging handle that's bigger. You're, uh, maybe a mag release button that's bigger. You're gonna you're you're gonna replace the sights. You're gonna replace this. You're gonna add this. You're gonna take the hand guards off. Replace them yep. with floating. Whatever. I yes, promise you, whether you build way. one or you buy one, within two years it will not be the same rifle. I promise you that. So. Understand that what I'm saying is is that eight hundred dollar rifle is going to be a thousand dollar rifle within the first two or three years period because we didn't even start talking about dots or optics for that rifle. If you've got eight hundred dollars for a rifle, then you better have a couple hundred dollars at least for a, a decent optic. Um, can you get by with a, a fifty dollar uh, Amazon optic? Yeah, you could. Let's be honest, but the the a $200 optic, you can get a great $200 from like Bushnell and uh, Athlon and Swamp Fox. There's a lot of great uh, Hollow right Sun you can on. get. I don't, you know, Riton, there's a lot of really good optic. You can get that $200, $250 optic. But like, let's say that $800, $800 rifle is going to be a $1,000 rifle with you talking optic. Let's just be honest. It is what it is. Yep. Um, yeah. And now, now this is true. Idaho says I've got the infamous Boxo parts. When you win, I'm not saying if, when you upgrade something on your rifle, keep them because you can go and buy yourself or find yourself a lower, and there's a good chance that you'll have enough parts lying around that you've upgraded that you could build a whole nother rifle. I've Just got, saying. I've got three Franken rifles. Yep. Yep. Just scraps. Uh Rainier Arms. Uh from your AR fanboys, Rainier's. I don't think you get Rainier for 800, can you? Google through that there, TJ. Uh, Elster's out there. Uh, what's going on? Oh, uh, we got, has it been two hours? Holy shit. All right. We're going to start winding down while TJ's looking at the uh, Rainier Arms uh, budget entry level AR. I'm going to start with Prepper. Uh, thanks for coming. First of all, thanks for coming on, bud. I'd uh, love to have you back. I'll get you on here whenever you have time. I know you're working on that, but love to get you on sometime and uh, be part of the, the, the podcast and all of that. Um, Thanks for having me. Oh, hell yeah, man. You're welcome. Anytime, anytime. Thank you. Uh, a lot of maybe my audience may not be familiar with who you are. So I want to give you a few minutes to uh, tell my audience who you are, kind of what your channel is, what your mission is where they can find you and all that stuff. Well, I'll be putting out your links out there while you're doing that. 
Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, yeah, I just do uh, I do a lot of uh, prepping, obviously. Um, I cover uh, world events and breaking news. I do a lot of that. And then I also do firearms and outdoors. So uh, it's kind of a mix of a variety of different things, um, primarily focusing on prepping, but there's a lot of firearms there um, and outdoor stuff. And, and I do a lot of uh, news updates. That's a big one. Uh, people seem to love that. So I've been doing a lot of those. I get, it's funny, I get uh, like 10 times the amount of views with a simple news update than you know, a, a very detailed review of some tactical gear. It's just funny how people. Everybody you know, loves the sky is falling, man. <laughs> <laughs> they, can't, they can't help themselves. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think they get like a dopamine rush or something from it. You know, it's yeah. just, <laughs> so I do a variety of different things, but a huge part of it is definitely firearms. So. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Milsup Milsup Duos says hello. First time listening, we'll have to listen to the full show. I've seen you many times before, uh, maybe in other channels, maybe, but uh, I don't know. G Webs, maybe or G's channel. I, I know I've seen the name many, many times. So, uh, welcome to the dark side. Uh, we promise here that we will not make you any smaller. We just hope not to make you any dumber. That's our promise to you. Um, but yeah. Uh, Ricardo says, Prepper, thanks for the updates on Ukraine. So he obviously he watches. Um, and man, it's oh, very curious, cool. but the sky cool. is falling. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it really cool channel out there. So, uh, like I said, go check out uh, Prepper. Uh, like I said, man, I, I'm gonna start sending you links. I don't know if you're available on Tuesday nights or not with work and all that, uh, seven central, but even if every now and then you're available, I'd love to have you just jump in whenever you want. So, I'm gonna start sending you on the email list and get you on there because I'd love to have you start talking about some of the stuff that you talk about because, um, yeah, I'd love to have you on more often. So if you're able, even if it's maybe once a month or something for 10 minutes, you just got 10 minutes, jump on in. That would be to. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I got time. So, yeah, just send me send me the links. I'll, I'll definitely pop in whenever yeah. I can. Thank you. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, Milserp Duo is on my channel. Maybe, okay. Um, anyways, uh, TJ, bring you in real quick. Um, Prepper, meet TJ. TJ's from a uh, buddy of ours. We all, Clover and I and TJ write for Gear Report as well. So uh, TJ's with Gear Report. He is our executive vice president of food and beverage for SHOT Show and just in yep. general. Um, so, oh, wow. uh, but yeah, uh, you guys will get along great as well. But TJ, what you got coming up with reviews uh, and going on with Gear Report and all that stuff? Oh, fuck. Finishing up a bunch of stuff, the Meprolite, the RDS. Um, I got the Meprolite True Vision in. That's their new one. I'm mm. working on those. I'm swapping around all different ARs and stuff. And then the DB9 and the DVG1 from Sky. They're all going to oh, come yeah, out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like a bunch of them are coming out shortly. I keep saying this week, but then I get busy at work and I'm like, like, no, I'm going to this week. And then I, I can put them in with Jeff until the next week. Well, you know, I was surprised. Week. I put I put the the Lionheart review into the queue, and like two three days later, I was like, "What really? In the world? Like, you yeah, hit him on a, you hit him on a good day. 
Like he saw it pop up. No, I think he was so worried that he may, he may not see a review for me for a longer time uh, yeah. that he just went ahead and published the thing. Well, you know, it might be a few months before I see another one from him. Yeah, uh, but maybe. this is the time of year where I start getting able to start doing stuff like that. So it's fun. Yeah, um, I'm getting some free time coming up, so I'm getting ready. I'm finishing up some jobs, so I'm gonna go hit the range out there at Hunter's MV and go to Frog Bones and yeah. finish up that eight six blackout build. When I get all my parts and everything, then that'll be yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Be that's awesome. gonna be awesome. Yeah, G twenty three says make sure you don't forget your four guns Thursday. Oh. I've got two. I've got three four guns set up for Thursday already. Just just so when Jeff calls uh, calls for him, so we'll bring out. It's gonna be it's gonna be FUD gun. Fud fud floor guns Thursday. Well, then I don't I don't have any of that. Yeah. Like even my shotguns, except for my monster, well, my monster's got the, the grip, the pistol grip. Like all, even my shotguns are tactical. I've so, got like my dad's, but, my dad's hunting rifle, my dad's like eleven hundred, and oh, like you know, I've got some of my old grandpa stuff. Yeah, I've right. got some, yeah. and I've got my Winchester thirty thirty. That's kind of funnish, isn't it? Yeah, it is thirty thirty. That's classic. classic. Nineteen. I got well, I got it's my nineteen eleven, but it's ten millimeters, so it's not really fuddish retro fud kind of kind of tactical fud that's <laughs> <laughs> all good uh i'll see you thursday night buddy uh clover bring it home uh once again tomorrow night at seven central over on the clover tech channel apparently this clover tech channel things to think i did not i've never heard of it before he keeps telling us he has his own channel i still have zero proof of this being real but apparently we're doing a podcast the ghost and clover show over on the clover tech channel tomorrow big 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 announcement uh go ahead it's huge huge uh, if you're Dude. patrons or channel members of either one of us, you already know what's going on. Uh, thank you, all of you that have already kind of got involved with this. But, uh, Clove, if you were, I'm not saying you're going to, if you were going to create content or do anything on YouTube, what may, what might that be? All kinds of stuff, man. I doubt that very seriously. Besides I only guns, I do guns. I do sports cards. I do creator trainings. I do... All kinds of stuff, man. You know that. I I understand that you're starting another channel. It's Amazon only channel, but it's only like like weird stuff. Like I don't want to. I don't know if we can mention some of the stuff like alternate yeah, weird items on Amazon. Yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah. True. But that might do True. well for you. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll, so we'll see. <laughs> no. Uh. Yeah. Just. I mean. Tune in tomorrow. Uh, is what I would say because I think what we're going to talk about is going to be pretty doggone cool. Pretty doggone cool. Now, Jacob out there says, so this mysterious channel is making its grand debut tomorrow night. Yes, the Clover Tech channel is making its debut tomorrow night. Ah, man, could be. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, yeah, we've got... Um, yeah, we'll be on Clover's channel tomorrow night doing a Ghost and Clover podcast. Um, big announcement. Thursday on my channel, we have our latest episode of the Jarhead podcast. We have CIA officers uh, Boone Benton and Sarah Adams that were at Benghazi have written a book, and it's the unclassified story of the Benghazi attacks. It's unreal. You guys are some of this stuff's going to blow your mind, but it's pretty awesome. But that, that'll be coming out Thursday. We've got some stuff from HRT Tactical coming down the line, from Klinger Holsters coming down the line. 
We've got all sorts of stuff coming down the line the next couple of weeks. And uh, obviously, we'll be at Wanamaker, not this weekend, but the next weekend in Tulsa for the Wanamaker Tulsa Arms Show. Um, but anyways, yeah, thanks for guys for watching. Prep, TJ, Clover, you got anything else that you guys want to get off your chest or uh, bring up before we get out of here? Nope. Not really. Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it. Yeah, prep. Stick around. When we go. When we get off here. We we hang out for a few minutes in the after chat if you if you got time. But uh, for everyone out there watching live, thank you so much. Still got almost twenty people watching live. Hey, that's your own fault. Yeah. You're not getting your money back. Sorry, it's it's gone. It's already been spent. You you knew what you were getting into before you came in here. You're not quit kissing ass. Two hours in, you're not getting your money back. For those of you that are watching this in replay or listening in podcast form. Bless your souls. If you've made it this far with through this fiasco, uh, you are a great, great person. But no, I, I will say this. If you are out there on podcasts, I never do ask people to do this, but apparently it's a, it's a podcast thing that I, I shouldn't feel guilty about asking. If you're listening to some podcasts, please follow this podcast. Leave a comment in this podcast. More importantly, if whatever podcast platform that you are listening to this has a ranking or rating system like five stars or whatever, and you like this, give us a good, a good rating. Uh, maybe it's a one star. You know, whatever any it would be. Better than no stars. Any stars better than no stars. I I I I feel bad asking people to do that, but apparently that's a big thing in the podcast world, and everyone does it. So. Um, if you're out there in podcast world, give us a, a follow, leave us a comment, um, and, and give us a rating if, if if that platform allows it. If you're watching this on YouTube, obviously we'd love for you to like, subscribe, share, all that stuff. Uh, thank you to our patrons, our YouTube channel members, and everyone that donated uh, and, and Super Chats. Really do appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. Simplify.